Welcome to the pre-match, a footballing podcast delivered to your ears every weekend of the footballing season. As you know by now, you can find us on all the major podcast networks, including Apple, Google, Acast, TuneIn, and many more. Thanks for getting in touch via social media. You know by now our social is at pre-match pod on Twitter. And we're going to get into this because you've been sending us a few questions today, because as you know, we put it out there that we are joined today by a very special guest. I say we, I am at Graham Bailey, he is at Craig underscore Honeyman. How are you doing, Craig? Very good, mate. Very good indeed. And we are joined by yeah, our very special guest there, Tom McDermott, who is at Mr. Tom McDermott on Twitter. How are you doing, Tom? Hiya, guys. Hi, Graham. Good to speak to you again, mate. And uh, Craig as well. Yeah, very well, thank you. Uh, looking forward to this. Yeah, and we've got Tom on because we finally know we've had it confirmed. You can read on 90 Min, on mine, on Tom's Twitter as well. Eric Ten Hag is going to be appointed the new Manchester United manager. It was a two-horse race in the end. Obviously, you know mine and Craig's thoughts on this. Everyone who's been listening, we were we 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 were open, Craig, weren't we? We we were in the Poch camp. We like Poch. Yeah. We were open to Ten Hag come in. We thought it would be an interesting appointment. Tom, first of all, what is your reaction to Ten Hag? And um, firstly, was Ten Hag the man you wanted out of everyone? Not just Poch or Ten Hag. Was Ten Hag the one you wanted? And what's your first reaction for us on this appointment? Yeah, it's been. Um, I think it's. It feels to me like one of the, the very first managerial appointments that have been played out via via social media. Really, um, we we had the list, didn't we? The the, the four, uh, and then it was mm. down to as you said the, the the front two of Pochettino and Ten Hag. But just to, to answer the question first and foremost, I think I'm pretty pleased um, with Ten Hag. Really, um, I thought that Pochettino should probably have, have got the Manchester United job two or three years ago when Ole Gunnar Solskjaer was appointed. I feel that. Um, the Premier League's moved on a bit. I think that he he, he did a, a decent job at, at Tottenham Hotspur. Um, we know there were strengths that, that Mr Levy sort of imposed there. And I thought that that was his time. I think that Manchester United need a, a manager who who perhaps is is fresh to the Premier League. I don't think that's necessarily a, a bad thing. Yes, there's a step up from Ajax, but I think my overriding feeling is, is one that, A, bit of relief that he's done because... You get these signings, these summer signings that I know you guys are, are very much on top of, but you get these signings that get played out sometimes in, 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 on social media and when is he going to sign and when is he not? Um, so I'm pleased that that's done. And and, and, and to be honest, um, both managers, Pochettino um, and Ten Hag, come with a certain amount of risk. You know that Ten Hag, of course, has never managed in the Premier League before. He's got a track record of excellence over in, in Ajax, winning sort of domestic cups over there. But, but I think on this occasion... Um, it certainly feels that, that Manchester United have, have made the, the right choice, certainly, if it comes to a choice between Ten Hag and Poch. And, and Tom, from obviously from, from a Manchester United point of view, is it, are you excited by the fact that in the, way, the way someone at United said to me was Ten Hag is a bigger risk, but he's got a higher ceiling than Poch there, who could be special. Is that what gets you excited, Tom? In fact, he could be one of the new special ones. I think you're right. I think you're right, Graham. Yeah, I think, that, listen, I mean, Klopp's last sort of couple of seasons at Dortmund um, weren't exactly um, purely just successful. Um, no, you're with, completely I right. Yeah, he stepped back, didn't he? It? It, wasn't, it wasn't a successful end, was it? Exactly, yeah. So, I, and I was thinking, you know, when they got him, yes, they've got a good manager, but I think even Liverpool fans, if they've been honest, might not have expected the kind of level and the consistency of his sort of performance. So, the... Part of my mind is thinking, yep, can we get somewhere near that kind of level of, of, of achievement, which would be absolutely phenomenal. Um, and I, I'm not expecting that in the slightest. 
But then there's the other the side of the coin, isn't there? The De Boer example where managers have come over from the Dutch league and perhaps not performed how you expect them. I do think because of how Ten Hag has performed, he's had um, a couple of teams, I wouldn't say dismantled, but he's lost players, hasn't he? And then kind of rejuvenated them, rebuilt and gone on to be successful. And I think that that will, will, will appeal to the Manchester United board. I think he's kind of record of... Of, of bloody youth and he's got sort of a football director experience I think it's with Utrecht you might be able to con- correct me there but he's got that background of, of being in that kind of role that Ranjik's in as well yeah. where he's he's developed and built a club so although I'm not expecting him to do that he's got experience he knows what what that takes um, and I was having a discussion with somebody yesterday evening about it that he needs to have a say in what happens in the standard and quality of the training ground he needs to have a, a say at the standard of the academy he needs to be able to um, inject his idea of what the culture should be like he needs to understand and have targets of how many sort of youngsters he can blood through on a regular basis and that's even before we start considering, considering the transfer window so overall the whole package I think um, for me, with his experience, with his yes, in, in a lesser league in, in the Eredivisie, I, I understand that. But I think it, on paper now, if you're looking for p- potentially that next one to break through, we know obviously Nagelsmann's at Bayern, but that next one beneath that kind of um, level of coach, you know, Ten Hag is leading the race. So it does make sense to me on that basis for Manchester United to, to get him in. And Craig, do you think that Craig, do you think that you know John Murta probably better than me and Tom from your dealings? Do you think that John Murta will give that sort of um um plan to Ten Hag? Will he allow him to do that sort of role? I think it's a great question. It was what I was gonna to ask Tom actually, Graham. I, I, you know, I, there's there's no doubt in Ten Hag's pedigree. Um, but I, I I've no doubt in the Ole Gunnar Solskjaer aside, the pedigree of the, the the previous four or five managers that were at Manchester United, who've all had significant pedigree, but ultimately have been let down by by the recruitment. Um, in terms of they've, they've signed lots of good players, uh, and don't get me wrong, we we spoke pre-season, we were quite excited about the the window yeah. that Manchester United had had, had, mm. had. but the reality is they they just. You know, bought a load of quality players, put them on the pitch. You put them in third, to... Craig. I think yeah, I did. Listen, I, I, I did. I, I, I had United finishing above Liverpool. I had them in top four as well. I had them in top four as well. I must. I did as well, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and it's and I think, guys, we, we all get carried away a little bit by you know Cristiano Ronaldo, Rafael Varane c- c- coming into the football club. I, I spoke with a United player um, two, three years ago um, on the training pitch, and quite a senior player. Uh, and we talked about some of the players that had come in in that period. And, and I said to him, for all the money you spend, you can't buy a culture. And he, he looked at me, nodded and said, you're 100% correct. And I think that's part of the issue at, at Manchester United is culture. It's, you know, historically, United have had the best stadium. They've had the best training ground. Mm. They've had the best youth system. They've had the best infrastructure. They've had the best players. Absolutely. And, and, and that's why they've been successful. Now, as, as others have invested in, in facilities, the, the training ground is, is outdated. Let's let's be honest, guys. It, that needs to be ripped up and a new one built. Uh, the stadium. I, I I went Tom. I went to the. Uh, I've been I've been to Old Trafford three times this season, and I went as uh, an away fan. I've been as a as a home fan, and I've been in the players area. Yeah. Um, and the one thing that sticks out to me is how dated it now 
looks. Um, I, I would almost yeah. suggest it's in a, it's in a, a state of disrepair compared to, mm-hmm. you know, you, you go to the Emirates and the Emirates have just been upgraded again. They've just spent money on that. You know, you go, you go to Tottenham, which is the best stadium in Europe, potentially the world, um, and United are now are now lacking uh, in in that area. I think Ralph Rangnick's role is now unclear. Is he a consultant? Is he a is he a member of staff? What what is he going to 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 do? Um, obviously, the, the roles of 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 others, the layers that we've got in there. John, John Murta's role. You know, if, if Ralph Rangnick stays, what what what's the difference between his role yeah. and, and 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 John's role? Um, you know, well, well, on that Tom, on Tom, on Ralph Ragnick, we've got there with the interim boss, and and there's been some reports that he's had nothing to do with this, which is not what I'm here. I'm here. Murta has leaned on him quite heavily, and why wouldn't he? He's friendly yeah. with him. He brought him in. I don't know what you're hearing on that, but Ralph Ragnick, um, do you expect him to 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 hang around in the consultancy role, Tom, or might he walk away? Or what are you expecting from Ragnick over the next six months? I, I don't think he'll walk away. I think he's. He, I think he perhaps knows what what his position is, but I don't think it will be as as full on as as perhaps. Mm. He might have thought when he took the the initial interim role. I think that he was. I think his standing thought, might be might be more positive though now that Ten Hag, who we know was the coach who he recommended, so I don't think he's got he's more more chance of being involved with him rather than Pochettino. Possibly so, but I think his honesty as well, uh, Graham, as 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 well. I think he spoke very honestly. I think he, the way he's delivered that honesty. I think Mourinho was always criticised, wasn't he? Um, yeah. Mourinho had other things going on when he was at the club, but I think Rangnick's kind of um, approach and you know he's mentioned comments about Cavani Cavani he would say is trained all week and then when asked why he wasn't appearing on a Saturday um, Randy could say look Eddie told me he wasn't ready to play you know which basically means he didn't, he didn't fancy it this kind of honesty um, mm. is fantastic for the fans and from a fan's point of view I think it would be would be great if he could continue in a more hands-on role yes um, I think you're absolutely spot on I think the club have leaned on him um, probably more than than they have with Darren Fletcher in terms of choosing who the next manager is, but what and, and how often he'll be kind of, you know, there's talk of him being on the, the bench with Ten Hag. I, I don't see that happening at all. I think he'll go with a former either Dutch, Dutch uh, connected Manchester United person, be it a former player or somebody like Steve McLaren. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure really. Um, I, I'd like to think that Randnick. Um, does have a have more of a say certainly on, on a, a transfer strategy with Ten Hag because I think that'll be important yeah. as well. But just going back to Craig's point as well because I think that's it's absolutely spot on um, what he was saying. Yeah. When Manchester United and well Ferguson and David Gill, you know, found the plot of land at, at which he's carrying to, to to make that yeah. uh, training ground, you know, the state of the art and the best in Europe at the time because it was at that time it was over twenty years ago. It was yeah. you know, and it, and it was yourself in City, Tom, and City. It was yourself Anything in City and past Tom, wasn't still, it? As you guys know, will get caught up and, and surpassed, and the training ground and Old Trafford mm-hmm. has been has been beaten and, and surpassed by by other clubs. You know, one of Mourinho's problems, I think, was he was coming from Cobham. Yes, he got sacked from Chelsea, but he was coming from Cobham's training ground to Carrington, which was, you know, dated to say the least. And it's the same with Old Trafford. Fantastic arena when you get in there and you're playing, but actually the tunnel area, the you know, it needs a lick of paint, the seating. Yeah, it does doesn't scream best club in no, the world, and and although Ten Hag's job will not be to you know organise and plan what the stadium looks like, he needs to have a say, and he needs to push for the best in class facilities at the training ground because if he's doing work for the next sort of two, three, four, hopefully five years, then he needs to be surrounded by not only the best players but before that the best facilities as well. Players need to walk into a character, need to walk into Old Trafford and feel like even if United aren't 
there, but at least heading in the right direction to yeah. getting back at the top in, in, in the Premier League and 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 Old Trafford as well. You know how they look and how they feel, and, and it just hasn't felt like that in the last few years. I believe Ramnik is is has given that message as well to the to the board and the powers that be that the training ground needs needs an upgrade pretty significantly first and foremost. So he's saying all the right things. Um, but to go back to the question, Graham, hopefully he, he can stay in, in a, you know in a significant position or a significant position in terms of the information he's providing, not only Ten Hag but the uh, Richard Arnold, Murta and, and the owners. Because well, obviously we've seen Man City, they they were at next start counting, they've moved to their city complex, which is um, arguably the best in the world, probably the the ones in Manchester. And they were very fortunate to get that land. But until we talk about signings, etc., Tom, what needs to be done. Um, Obviously, Ten Hag in his interview, I think he laid out quite clearly that a bit of an overhaul. Obviously, I, I've written a story this week about what he was look, what he's looking at perspectively, and I've been told, um, obviously, a lot of people have about Declan Rice being now emerging as their number one target, probably because they can get him this summer, and this might be the only summer they can, given the uncertainty surrounding Chelsea and Man City. Are they ready to go for him? If if Declan Rice was their top target first of all is is midfield one of the main is the is that the area he has to tackle first tom is it midfield and if so yeah. if declan rice was if united were to push the boat out for declan rice and maybe pay 120 would is that a sort of player you need for me i we were talking about this culture you and craig earlier talking about the culture i think it is united don't have a captain at the moment for throughout, throughout our years our however many years it's always we've always had a captain at United, hasn't there? There's the Robson, the Inses, the Keynes. Absolutely. And I do I do think Rice could be that player. Do you, Tom? I think Rice could absolutely be that that player. And I think that um I hate saying this, but Rice for me is a Manchester United player. You know, if you look mm-hmm. under Ferguson, I think Ferguson would have would have had him yeah. in there maybe a year or two ago. The trouble for United is, um, and I, I absolutely no doubt they'd love Rice, and I'm sure he'd be very much welcome, especially by the fan base, is that Manchester United need that much surgery yeah. in, the, in the squad yeah. is that can they afford to to kind of I'm not saying waste but spend the majority of their uh, budget on somebody like Declan Rice? Can they get two players from either in the Premier League or around Europe that are capable of coming in and fulfilling what Rice does? Um, so yeah, I have no doubt that, that Rice is on that list, but are there other? Midfielders are exactly, yeah. But but is that marquee sign? Is that to you know, it, it's it's a question is it do you sign two midfielders for the price of one? And, and that's a really good point as well, isn't it? Isn't it, Tom? And and I was speaking to Craig off air actually the other day about this, Tom. Is it's creeping up, but the, the actual age of United squad is quite worrying, isn't it? You, he's, he's not just got to change the squad, he's got to lower this age as well. There's, there's so much work for Ten Hag to do here. It is, it, you know, you know, it is. It's, 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 which is why I think they may sort of sway away from that Declan Rice. Yes, they'd like Declan, Declan Rice in there, but you know, we're not even talking about a striker. I, I believe a striker and, and two midfielders are their kind of priority. Yeah, if you yeah, like. that's why, and that's going to be so expected. If you look, if he does look at Anthony, who I think would be the first name on most people's team sheet in terms of forward and play the right. But I know as well that the, the love Paul Torres at Villarreal. But I yeah. think there is that worry, Craig. Where there is that worry, Tom, where. You know, he's probably fourth or fifth on their list and you just can't keep splashing all this cash because they've got all these centre-halves who are queuing up there. And you're completely right, Tom. You can't just... It's not football manager we're playing here, is it? You've got to... They have to use the money accordingly, isn't it? And um, which, which, tough Yeah, which is why your point earlier, I think, was spot on, Graham, about, about um, Rangnick. Because I think if they're, if they're using... If he's there and they're using him to the best of his ability, this kind of A list of targets, which are no doubt 
you know, rice is on. Well, maybe Ranjit, through his experience and contacts in Germany, other parts of Europe, can provide something that, okay, isn't as good as rice, but maybe you can get two for the price of rice. Which what, about, what, about a Neve, what about Nevers and Calvin Phillips? Would you rather maybe, if, if it was a Nevers, obviously Nevers and Rice isn't ideal, and I, I guess Phillips and Rice would be in a, in a perfect world, but if, if, of all these midfielders, would you rather see a Nevers and Phillips or Rice? What, what would you rather, Tom, in an ideal world? I think if, yeah, you put me on the spot there. Um, I think if it meant that a, a striker for sort of 40, 50 million pounds could be, be, be signed, so you've got that money as well, I'd probably go for... Um, a combination of Neves and Phillips. But don't forget as well, um, you know, if it was money to be spent on um, Declan Rice, um, and if you could get him for circa £100 million, what might somebody like uh, Mr Garner returning from Nottingham Forest be able to add next season as well? Donny van der Beek, of course, he's not that kind of midfielder, but he'll be returning as well. So it, it very much depends on how Rangnick and, more importantly, Ted Hard thinks he can balance and what his balance is like in that midfield. We know Pogba's going to go um, probably back to France, but it just depends on, on the makeup and, and the balance of that midfield. You, you, the two players that you, <laughs> you mentioned there, sort of Nevers and Phillips, I think a combination of them with the returning Garner wouldn't be a, a, a bad starting point, actually. You've made a great point there about, about James Garner, who's, who's gone a little bit under the radar, really. He's been sensational for, for Nottingham Forest this yep. season. Uh, I'm one of the, if not the best uh, midfield player in the in the in the championship. Oh, come off it, Craig! Come on, <laughs> he's being good. Like the best that. midfield in the championship, absolutely. Craig, unfortunately, I, I watch a lot more football than you. Lunacy. So, um, you, you you tell me a better central midfield player in the championship this year than James Garner, a, a passing midfield player, John Swift. There you go. Back. No, he's not. No, he's not. He's a, he look, plays look a different position. Look at the assist. He plays a different... Graham, he plays a completely different position. Uh, un, un, unfortunately, Tom, sometimes Graham and I have got to have these debates. I've got to educate him. So I've seen Joe Garner quite a lot. I, 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 I think, I think Garner's been good. I don't think he's anywhere... I think at 21 just, now, you've, you've, I don't think he's anywhere him, near. I don't think he's anywhere near that level. You've just called him Joe Garner. No, his no, name's James Garner. So, James so, Garner. Jimmy so, Garner. So, I did write about him last night. I like him and I think he should. I, I agree, though. I think, I think Ten Hag would be a great manager for him. And, and you know these players are going to come in. Do you think it's? Do you think he has to come in, Tom? We we talked about McFred and they come a bit of a joke, Tom. Do you think he has yeah. to come in and, and we talked we talked about Pogba's going to go and maybe a Lindelof and a Bay. Do you think Ten Hag has to come in and break this team up first before he then puts it back together? Yeah, it's a great, it's a great, great question. Um, it's a balancing act, isn't it? And I'm, and I'm not trying to sit on the fence and say that he's got to do something and create a positive impression it, mm. within the first sort of six months. Because if he doesn't, we know what will happen. We'll get things yeah. come from a Mickey Mouse league. We'll get, yeah. um, you know, he's, he's he's not good enough for the Premier League. All the kind of sort of negative sort of <laughs> thoughts uh, uh, some people have in will come to the fore. The media will kill him. The fans probably won't get on his back, but there'll be a lot of pressure on him. You know, it could. That's the other side of the coin. I mentioned the Klopp, the great example of Klopp and, you know, what he did at Dortmund, but, but the other side of the coin is, is Dortmund. And, you know, we see with David Moyes, it can go go wrong um, pretty quickly. I don't let's, think that'll happen. Let's, 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 let's not forget, Tom, that Klopp has given time at Liverpool as well. Absolutely. You know, was, it, it, was, it, it, was it three years? And three years before that, he won, Yeah, he had that three-year period he before he won his first trophy. Wasn't, wasn't, he, wasn't he getting to finals and, and not winning them as well? Yeah. Spell? yeah, there was that thing, wasn't it, about him not winning finals, Tom, not yeah. getting over line. And I, I saw, Tom, you tweeted, we need to give him three to five years. And, and I do agree with that in, in the terms of Ten Hag, but in realistically, 
he's probably not going to get that, is he? And do you think, and no. what, what surprised me about the Ten Hag appointment, I know me and Craig spoke about this before, was the Glazers must have been looking here thinking the one thing he's got to deliver is Champions League football. Yeah. And um, looking over your shoulder, the threat, I think that it's a realistic threat of Aston Villa. Newcastle, Leicester yeah. are just going to improve. Leeds, I think, could under Jesse Mark. There's a real, although the ceiling with Ten Hag is high, the floor is 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 there as well, isn't it? And that must be, it must yeah. be real. Um, because of that, he's not going to get just a simple five years here, is he? We know that. No, and this is one of the, um, I think, one of the things that went against Poch. Poch, um, you know, there's a famous thing of coming second in a one-horse race or, or whatever it was the other yeah. year when, when Spurs yeah. and, you know, taking them to fourth. Yeah, sure. uh, I, think the, I think the year that they got to the Champions League final, they lost 13 Premier League games and and he's, he would be coming back to a far more challenging Premier League. But, it, and you'll know this as well, Graham and, and Craig, is speaking to people in the game, there's quite an, an aggressive strategy, I believe, uh, from Newcastle over the next two, two, three and four years. They're looking at the Man City model and how look how quickly mm. it took them to get there. And that kind of decade, I think it was, before they started, you know, their, their sort of yep. era of dominance. And I think that, you know, you're coming back into the Premier League, um, or you're looking at the Premier League, you sort of traditional top four, and I'll put Man United in that now. Mm. You mentioned Villa there, get them in the mix. Newcastle are going to spend some money in two to three years. And as you point out, Greg, forget five, but in two to three years, where might Newcastle be? You know, where my Aston Villa? Yeah, and if Leicester, get, if Leicester get going again, it's a written. We, we know West Ham up there, Arsenal are coming good again under Arteta, Tottenham, if you keep contact. Exactly, yeah. It's, it's, I mean, it's, a, it's so competitive, it's brilliant, but it's but it's a worry. It must be a worry for the Glazers as well. Absolutely, because you're right. I think that that top four publicly, um, they'll say that they, you know, it'd be great if Manchester United won trophies again. We'd, we're heading for that Premier League, but I think we all know that the main aim for for the Glazers is fourth place. If you get that every year, they're happy yeah. because it's yeah, catered sure. for them financially, um, and and <laughs> you know, and that's it. The question for me is what, what kind of support will Ten Hag get if he if he misses out on top four next season? Because I, I think there's a, there's a strong possibility that, that he will. Do, do you do you trust a man who has never managed in the Premier League before? I think I think you probably probably got to Craig, haven't you? I think 100%. If you're appointing him, if you're giving him the job, you've got to give him time and you've got to think next season we might finish fifth or sixth, but there's a process and there's got to be some metrics for, for levels of improvement. There's no point bringing him in and finishing fifth and sacking him. That, that would be a, a disaster. Look, I, 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 look at, I look at the Premier League. Um, we look at City and Liverpool and, and let's be honest, guys, they're light years ahead of everybody else. They are light years ahead of everybody else. Um, um, then we've got Chelsea, Tottenham, Arsenal and Manchester United. West Ham are in there. I think West Ham are playing above their level, if I'm being very honest. Um, you know, And I think they will lose some of their better players. The Jared Bowens and the, the Declan Rice and maybe Sucheks, um, how they recruit to replace them is going to be critical to them. Um, but United are a massive club. Financially, they continue City. Obviously, there's there's some question marks over some of their, their sponsorship deals, but United are, are a, a financial juggernaut, as are, as are City. Uh, and from a Glazier perspective, they, they're going, they, whoever gets the job, look, until until he, until he signs his contract and, and is, is officially announced, he isn't officially the next Manchester United manager. But if they do give him the job, they've got to back him and give him a minimum, a minimum of two full seasons, which is four transfer windows. Yeah, and we'll see yeah. what we'll see how they go with that. Obviously, they, we're talking about Chelsea as well, and um, just 
a separate subject in terms of the ownership, Tom. I, and I've, I've heard a few United fans say this. There is, there was always that wonder of what if the Glazers go who next. But we've seen all these billionaires queuing up to buy Chelsea. Does yes. that give United fans a little bit of things? Say, wow, look at all these people looking to buy Chelsea, who whose ground is in a lot worse condition. Yeah, they've got a good training ground and squad. But doesn't that make you think if if United went on the open market? <laughs> Who who on the, can you imagine the amount of people who would want to sign United? Although yeah, you would you would see maybe the um, maybe a Saudi UAE. So is it sometimes better the devil you know with United's ownership, or would you are you hoping in the next ten years, Tom, we may see a bit of movement on that front? No, you'll be getting the United fans excited. They're they great. <laughs> yeah, but you but you know you're absolutely right. You know you do look, and I'm not saying it's been easy for Chelsea because you know we they're issues with Mr. Abraham should be well documented, but um, it does show you what can be done if yeah. you know a sale was you're absolutely right was if a sale you know was was to every, billion, every billionaire in america's been queuing up to buy them by the looks of it, isn't it? which is it's amazing really isn't it because you know you hear that the glazers don't want to sell they're, they're, they're quite happy with what, what they're doing um but actually if they did want to sell it it's not be a healthy as, profit as, be healthy profit they're getting won't it? healthy, pro- if, healthy if Chelsea, profit if chelsea are going for three billion Wow, I don't, Craig, you know more about football finances. Um, what we're looking at United, ten billion more probably. I, 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 think, I think, Graham, if Manchester United went up for sale today or tomorrow, they would be snapped up very quickly, and it would be the most expensive sporting club in the world mm. ever, ever. Uh, and I don't think it would be beaten for for some considerable time. Look, United and Liverpool are. Historically, the two biggest clubs uh, in in British football, um, you know, we've, we've, we've got other iconic clubs, Bayern Munich, Juventus, Barcelona, Real Madrid. But they are, let's be honest, they are the biggest clubs in the world. And there would be a queue a mile long for Manchester United. And they would be the most expensive club in the world. Uh, and that's probably why the Glaziers won't sell them. They're taking dividends each year. Uh, they, they're running the club where they're happy with the, the profits that they're taking. However, however, if someone suggests that they're going to make one, two billion in clear profit, maybe they would take that, that opportunity. And Graham, I think you've, you've made a good point there. You know, they'll be looking at this, this potential sale of Chelsea. And when that does go through, and it will be, I think, an American that, mm. that, buys, that buys Chelsea, they might look at it and think, do you know what? It might, might be time for us to, to cash in on this wonderful asset that we own. And I know there's people on the market that can go and approach maybe Pagluca, Boston, who's looking for a team, etc. So, Tom, um, we're coming, we're almost coming to end this conversation now. So, you're obviously happy with Ten Hag this season. Uh, we're going to be looking at previews as we do on this podcast every week, every weekend. Uh, United, what are your hopes for this season now? Is it just a matter of, does it really matter about finishing top four now, Tom? Because it's going to be Operation Rebuild, isn't it? Do you obviously you want to finish in the top four, Tom? But is are you already looking towards next season? It doesn't really matter what happens this season now. Yeah, I think um, from from a Premier League point of view, the the Manchester United um, season ended um, after the draw at home to Watford um, yeah. quite a few weeks ago. For me, that was when I didn't think that United were, were ever kind of favourites to be in that fourth place. But but that kind of rubber stamped it for me. Um, sadly, with the, you know Champions League footballs out, Manchester United um, season is, is pretty much over. I know there's a lot of fans that are hoping that they finish outside the Europa, Europa Conference League. Yeah places as well so that, that, that Ten Hag can come in and, and really just focus and have those like long weeks in between mm. Premier League fixtures to really... That's helped Arsenal a little bit hasn't it something you think? Yes absolutely yeah it's helped Arsenal and and, and for me they're the team to watch in that fourth spot uh, uh, Conte who I, I always thought when he arrived providing he didn't 
took too many of his yeah. toys out of his pram was always going to lead them to in or around that fourth spot. But from a United point of view, um, you mentioned at the top of the show there, quite right when Manchester United finished second last year, albeit Liverpool had had Miss Van Dijk and Chelsea had the, the you know, from Lampard to Tuchel in, in the Premier League. But quite rightly, having finished second and adding Varane, Sancho and Ronaldo, why wouldn't you tip mm. Manchester United to be in that top four? Um, it's been nothing short of a disaster, really. Yeah. Um, the style of play that Solskjaer kind of looked like he was getting somewhere near it, it completely went with, with Ronaldo's introduction and we're in a position now where we're losing several of our players which is probably a good thing we've lost Solskjaer R- Ronaldo uh, still go Tom what camp are you in obviously we think he might depart for PSG you in the you in the still go it's probably better for everyone concerned he moves I th- on I think it's probably better for him for, for him if he goes and he um, finished on, I, he's had a decent season he finished on quite a high it's a nice good buy isn't it personally personally he's had a good he's had a, he's had a great season I'm not sure if, if that hatch that hatch against Tottenham you'll you'll always remember that wonderful yeah wonderful and there've been moments you know there's been last minute winners in the Champions League yeah um and, and at one point just before Christmas he was single-handedly keeping Solskjaer in a job you know some of his, <laughs> his, his performances were, were incredible really his goals but um, yeah so but best for Manchester United best for Cristiano Ronaldo to go and I, and I think it's a, a Marcus's dream isn't it to have um, Messi and Ronaldo yeah. playing in the same team for, ahead of a Qatar of World Cup yeah. ahead of a Qatar World it's, Cup yeah especially if um, especially if Mbappe heads over to uh, and if Zidane goes in there as well they love, they love each other don't they absolutely well, Tom, thank you very much for your time. I know you're a busy guy, and uh, we'll have you on again, hopefully, before the start of the season when uh, you're discussing Declan Rice's record signing, etc. <laughs> That's great. Thanks, Greg. Cheers, Greg. Good to speak to you again. Cheers, Tom. Cheers, mate. Bye, guys. And so we are back to our normal normal show. Now, wonderful to hear from Tom there. It's great to hear, obviously, me and you wax lyrical, but it's nice to hear the another side, the Manchester side of the argument, isn't it, Greg? Yeah, of course. And Tom, Tom's an expert on on Manchester United far more than than you and I are. Yeah. Um, you know, we're we're quite passive when it comes to them. Um, you know, we agree that they are one of the the giants of world football who've massively underachieved this season. And we'll be talking about them much much more. And and this is one of the reasons he's coming in, Craig, because we're about to talk Champions League now, and we're not talking Manchester United, which is part yeah. of, which is probably part of the problem anyway. So quickly, let's look at the European action, Craig. What happened um, over the last few days? We had uh, Liverpool, nice comfortable win in Benfica, but we did see Mr. Nunes Darwin get on the score sheet for Benfica. And I yeah. think we'll be talking a lot about him in the coming weeks and months, Craig. Yeah. Uh, Man City, Atletico Madrid. Wonderful performance from I think both. I love this game, Craig. You know, this is um, football isn't all about ticky tacky. I love the Athletic Madrid side of the game. I'm more of a defensive minded man. I love watching Simeone, and it took Phil Ford and Magic to come off the bench. I was disappointed not to see him on the pitch, but a wonderful goal that Craig wasn't it? That Ford and to De Bruyne was just a piece of footballing magic, wasn't it? It really was. Yeah, I, I think it was going to take something like that to to break the deadlock and I, I I'm with you I think you know athletic the much maligned Atletico Madrid were defensively brilliant they give a defensive masterclass um and people can see oh they didn't have any shots they did they, they didn't come to have shots they didn't come to play that way mm-hmm. they came to make it very difficult for one of the the best attacking teams uh and one of the if not the best possession based team 
in world football. Um, and 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 they did. And it was a bit of magic from Phil Forden off the bench. Obviously, to have Phil Forden and Jack Greedish come off the bench was was interesting. I think the Greedish substitution actually impacted the game as well, Graham, because Athletic Hall players just wanted to boot him around the pitch. Yeah, which yeah, was, pull, which was, say, well, pulling his hair as well, his hairband, <laughs> which, which uh, hey, hey, if you're going to wear a hairband, you, you might deserve to get it pulled. Obviously, Craig, um, you're a long way from wearing a hairband, as am I. But uh, yeah, to see that. In terms of wonderful performances, Craig, there wasn't... Well, there's, there's two wonderful performances on Wednesday. Chelsea lost 3-1 to Real Madrid with a Benzema hat-trick, who I tweeted, Craig, I, I'm not saying he's the best player on the planet, but he's the most informed player on the planet at the moment in Kareem Benzema. Um, he's going through a magical spell at the moment, isn't he? Yeah, I think, I think Graham, he's having his best season in terms of goal return this year. Yeah, remarkable, isn't it? What was 34 yeah. now, was he? 34? 33, 34. He's, listen, he's, he's been one of the best number nines in the world, hasn't he, for such a long time now. And 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 probably a little bit understated as well. Obviously, he had his, as we know, he had his his, his absence from the national team. We know the reasons for well, that. We've, we've been writing that. him off for like last, every, like the last three or yeah. four years. We thought, oh, it's his last year at Madrid. Last year at Madrid. And he's still Graham, there I, doing it. Graham, I, I've done that probably for five years where I've said at the end of this this is Benzema's last year they'll, they'll bring someone else in and move him on and no one's been able to dislodge him from his uh, his number nine uh, position at uh, at Madrid and I thought that when Zidane left it, he would be he would be on his way but under under Ancelotti he's been sensational this yeah. this year and like you say it was a hat-trick match ball um, the, 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 the first header was sensational wasn't it and I think Graham I think that's that's going to be Madrid through. Uh, I oh, can't yeah, see Chelsea having any kind of comeback. And did you see um, did you see Benzema's quotes, Greg, midweek about um, he says he can't wait for Mbappe to come to Real because they'll start, <laughs> they'll start scoring two or three times more than what they're scoring now. So a frightening thought. Obviously, Mbappe yeah. again this week. Um, thoughts about two and throw. Um, we'll come back to Mbappe. I still still believe he's sent at Madrid. Madrid, Madrid what, what, what about Dan Juma scoring? He, he's the one yeah, that got away from the Premier League. Well, we're just moving on to that now. Villarreal, what a brilliant campaign they're having. They dispatched yeah. of, they dispatched of Juventus in the previous round, and now they're yeah. beaten Bayern Munich 1 0. And we just touched on him there. Poor Torres, um, a defender who yeah. Manchester United love, and and and, and the, it's only their. The amount of players that are in there that are stopping and bringing him in at the moment, you know, you've got your buys, your Lindelofs, etc., ahead of him. So I'd, I wouldn't rule him out. He's having a wonderful campaign. But as you said, I know Dan Juma um, got the goal after eight minutes against yeah. Bayern, the former Bournemouth guy, who, who, to be fair, he always, I loved him in England, he, but he never got the love, did he, Craig, in England? And he's, he's, he's reassuring himself well in time. He, he didn't score in the Premier League um, no. and Bournemouth relegated. And it then took he, him 12 months, didn't it? But unfortunately, his did. 12 months happened to coincide with the Championship, as you say. It, listen, he, 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 was, he was arguably the best player in the Championship that year, wasn't he? Um, uh, and then obviously he got his move to, to Villarreal for uh, a, a, a large sum and he's, he's been sensational. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the, the other player that, that caught my eye in the game, Graham, was uh, Celso, uh from from Spurs, who's you know couldn't get in the Spurs squad, couldn't get in the Spurs team. Goes and starts. So, 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 and, so, and, and do you see one? Do you see one fight playing at right back for Villarreal? Yeah. <laughs> and, and and this is this is a team managed by Unai Emery. Obviously, it was it was uh, discarded by Arsenal. But sometimes it's these fits of you know it's these managers who fit in the certain places and, yeah. and, and, and like like down Newcastle, didn't we? Yeah, we know we know that Emery turned down the Newcastle job. Um, he was a pro. Yeah, it, he's one of those, and he's a very good manager, isn't he? Just he just he ran in English in, in in English football. You don't really get the time to. To build that relationship like he has there, and and but back to Dan Zuma and and speaking of Eddie Howe, 
Uh, wouldn't stand is on Newcastle's long list. It's not a surprise because yeah. he, he, he no. quite reminds him at Bournemouth. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, Eddie Howe likes, he's a loyal manager, Eddie Howe, as we'll see coming up. And he's one of these who likes players um, who you smash for. So it wouldn't surprise me if Dan Juma is linked strongly to Newcastle this summer. But that was the first legs. Uh, we'll come back to the second legs, Craig. I don't think, I think. It looks like we're going to get a last four of what, Craig? I think City, Liverpool, Real Madrid, and then Bayern Villarreal. Is, is that's your, I think that's the only tie that I'm not sure about is Bayern Villarreal, Craig. But Bayern should beat Villarreal. I think Bayern will beat yeah. Villarreal. And uh, what I a think... last four, Craig. Bayern, Real, City and Liverpool. Wow. Your wafer must be rubbing their hands because if you could if you could cherry pick the last four, they, they would be it, wouldn't they? Yeah, they would. Yeah, they would. And, and, and all attack-minded teams too. Probably the best four teams in Europe at the minute? Um, yeah, I would I would suggest so. It's yeah. hard to... Yeah, yeah, there's not many others who can move. So, wow, what a last four we are looking forward to then. And as we've always said, Craig, the draw was there anything stopping a Liverpool City final. And um, I think that's what we're going to get. But we'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll preview those further down the line when we get to us, Craig. Touch on the Europa League now, Craig. We had... Um, uh, Braga beat Rangers 1 0, but I keep yeah. that. And, and that's all these four ties, Craig. are so delicately poised, they're wonderful, aren't they? Frankfurt 1 yeah, 0 with Barcelona, Leipzig 1 0 with Atalanta, Braga beat Rangers 1 0 in Portugal. We know it's not an easy place to go, so that's not a terrible result. And no. West Ham drew with Leon 1 0. Obviously, West Ham were furious with the Cresswell sending off. Yeah. I thought it was a 50 50 one, really. Um, Jared Boyne, though, what a wonderful goal he scored and Dumbly for Leon so all four of those times and, and I love that because that shows Europa League are getting it right those four quarterfinals are wonderful aren't they yeah they're, they're really good games um, and they're all so evenly evenly balanced yeah. going into those second legs it's going to be great isn't it yeah, so we'll see how uh, they go. We wish West Ham and Rangers all the very best for those second legs. Uh, in the conference league, Greg, we saw um, Leicester draw nil-nil at home with PSV, yep. and some people might raise their eyebrows at that, but this is a very good PSV team, Greg, isn't it? They are. Yeah. Uh, we, we we wax lyrical about Ajax and Ten Hag. PSV are pushing that team all the way. Yeah. All even though there's a lot more money being spent, so this is a very good PSV team. Uh, Marseille beat Pauk uh, two one, and uh, Feyenoord um, drew three all with Slavia Prague. So that's a wonderful uh, tie between those two teams. And the other game, I'm not so sure what's happened with the other game. Was one postponed? Um, I'll come back to well, that. I do big pardon my well, 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 got beat didn't they by Bordeaux? Oh, Bordeaux. But, but yeah, Roma playing Bordeaux. So we do expect one more to go through, but good luck, yeah, Leicester. Good luck for Leicester. Now I think Leicester is starting to get a few bodies back now, and I think Leicester are a bit of a danger. But if they can come past PSV, they will fancy their chances. So English interest in all three European trophies, as yeah. you would expect, Craig, with the yeah. with the Premier League. And we just have to before we get into weekend previews, Craig. A huge apology we we owe to the Rotherham and Sutton fans, Craig, because we missed out the Papa John's trophy we at the weekend. Obviously, this was your fault, Craig, as you are a huge Sutton fan, and you should have mentioned it. If Morecambe win a final I would have mentioned it but a huge apology it was a great game Sutton just edged out Craig I don't know if you saw it Sutton edged out by Rotherham I think Sutton should have held on it was a bit of an experience and let's not forget they've only just come back into the league Craig so it was a wonderful experience for them Rotherham it was a tough ass beating Rotherham who are probably the best team in the lower two leagues aren't they have been for all season so it was a good game but yeah apologies to them we'll make sure we don't miss out on them again. It's typical of Sutton United to, to, to really go and have a go. I, I love it. I love it. I love the, yeah, the but mentality. Not the but not the sort of team to take the ball into the corner flag. I don't <laughs> know when, when perhaps they should have done to maybe do it. But yeah, uh, they gave it a cracking goal, didn't they? 
Yeah, they've they've been brilliant all season, and uh, they they are my my favourite team at that level because they just go and have a have a right goal. And hopefully uh, that, and hopefully they'll be forgotten as they as they go on to sale promotion, Craig. So hopefully it won't stay yep. with them for too long. Um, so on to our weekend previews, Craig, and we have a Friday night game tonight. We have Newcastle United hosting Wolverhampton Wanderers. I think mm. a long time ago we'd have thought that. Um, this would have been um, a huge game in terms of Newcastle's relegation slots. Not, not, not so much no. anymore because I think we both believe that Newcastle are are safe. There was a few, a bit of a um, a huge game in midweek between Burnley and Everton, but Newcastle Wolves, Craig. Newcastle um, got hammered last time out by Tottenham. Yeah, they were beaten by Everton, and I think it was was it Sam Allardyce who suggested? I know Eddie, Eddie Howe didn't take too kindly to this. It, um, I think Sam Allardyce suggested Newcastle players, a few of them, are probably on holiday, and yeah. at this time of year, with the where it is it, it's probably hard to deny that is a, an option. But I think Newcastle um, will find it tough here, Craig. Do you against a Wolves team who are? who were playing really well. And Bruno, and Bruno Lager uh, came out, Craig, and said, our friend Ruben Neves, he said he's worth £100 million in the last uh, few days, Craig. I don't know if you saw that. He's obviously trying to put a few players off. But um, Ruben Neves and Bruno Lager, will they get the win on Tyneside? Um, no. Um, I think it'll be a draw. I think it'll be one all. I, I don't think Eddie Howe will accept that, that level of performance that Newcastle gave. Um, not just uh, against um, against Tottenham Green, but in the last last few games they've, they've dropped right off. And I think obviously they went on that run where they were unbeaten and mm. they won, you know, they won six out of seven, which is phenomenal, really. Coincided um, with Kevin Trippier's absence, which did that have an impact? Or how, uh, big, or think, how big an impact? I, no, I don't, I don't think so because they were winning games without Trippier. Trippier's travelled to the games. I think mm. he's 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 been fantastic in the dressing room. Um, but I think psychologically, Graham, when the players got those wins, uh, particularly when they they, they beat um, and then they beat they now, Southampton, they're safe. They're safe. They're safe. They're safe. Yeah. Newcastle are absolutely safe, yeah, uh, and and they'll get another point tonight yeah. uh, against a very impressive uh, Wolves team who don't concede goals. You know we. We've said that Wolves have been brilliant all season, Graham, haven't we? Um, and they're, they're probably one of the teams that do want to qualify for Europe ahead of Manchester United. Um, if United can't finish in the top four, I'm sure they don't want to finish in the, the Europa League or the Europa Conference League, um, whereas Wolves probably do. Yeah, too. Yeah, Wolves are currently eight, two points off West Ham and United, only five points off Tottenham and Arsenal. Super season from Wolves. Yeah. Uh, they had a wonderful win over Pal- Villa. They lost the Leeds, which is a game they should have won, being two 0 Yes. And for me, I think we've got to look at the form, Craig. And Wolves are going to go to Townside tonight and win 2 0, and they'll move into sixth place in the Premier League for me. So, yeah, um, a happy start for Bruno Lager and his boys tonight for me. On to Saturday, the early kickoff. We were just talking Manchester United, Craig. I'm going to be yeah. attending the Frank Lampard to buy the the, the magic of uh, Zoom later on I'll be attending the Frank Lampard press conference as they face Manchester United at 12.30 on Saturday his press conference is late because they had the midweek game against Burnley which they lost Craig they yeah. lost a huge game at Turf Moor which we don't, we don't know how big it's going to be but that moved Burnley to win a point of Everton and it wasn't just a win though because if Everton had won that game the bottom three would have been done and dusted, Craig. I think we could have said that. If Everton had won, yeah. gone to Turf Moor, they could have put Burnley to bed. They could have been, not the final nail in the coffin, but certainly there'd only be a couple left to go in. 
now the coffin's almost half open there for Sean Dyche's team to escape. They can see the daylight, Craig. They're only oh. a point behind now. Everton hosting United at Goodison Park. It's a tough it's, it's going to be a weird game because United players are going at this now. You know, if they weren't listening to Rag, Ralph Ragnick before, they're certainly not going to listen to him now. This could be a... a I'm not going to say calamitous because you're still full of wonderful players here, Craig, but it's hard to know what to expect here for me. I I do wonder whether Frank might get a reaction, but I, I, I'll let you go, Craig. I really don't, I really don't know what to expect from this game, Craig. I think it's two awful teams. Um, I don't think it's two awful teams. I think that's, that's harsh. I think it's, it's, it's one very poor team in, in Everton who've had an absolutely atrocious season. Dear May, Graham, they have been shocking. I, do, I, do, I, I mean, in terms of form, in terms of the, the morale of the player, into everything around the club. So obviously, I think United are lifted by the St. Hager um, future appointment. But I just think as it stands, it's, it's just lackluster. If United, if United win, Graham, being the early kickoff, they go fourth. Right, so there, you know, there is that to to play for. They're still in there with with a fight, and they've got so many good players. And like we said earlier, this, this it does look like it's going to be Cristiano Ronaldo's last season at United, and he needs to step up uh, and finish on a high. And I, I believe that he will, and I believe that he, he'll play against Everton. I believe he'll score against Everton. It was interesting, Sean Dyche's his comments come out um, that you know Burnley were losing at half time two one with those two Richarlison penalties for Everton, uh, and at half time he said to his players, "He went, I, I don't think these these know how to win away. Get at them, get after them." And they did. You know, it was it was a shocking defensive uh, performance from Everton. It was calamitous, really. Uh, and I think because of that, United. Just with their individuality, the Bruno Fernandes, the, 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 the Pogbas, the Ronaldos, the Sanchos, they, they'll win the game and they'll win it comfortably. They'll win it 3-1. And, you know, it's the same weekend, Graham, that, uh, that Burnley faced Norwich. So Everton could find themselves in the bottom three. Yeah, I I'm, I don't. It's a tough one, this one. I think with the Richarlison against United's back line, I think he could score. I think they're good at some part faithful. They haven't lost complete faith. Um Maybe maybe if not in the team, they haven't lost it in Frank just yet. I'm going to say 2-1 Everton. I think Everton will be wow. up for this. Um, I think they'll do it. And um, it'll be a good atmosphere, if anything. I'm not sure it'll be a classic game, Craig, but I think it'll be a good atmosphere. I think they'll edge the win. Everton have only won a handful of games all season. Yeah, I still think they might win here. Okay. okay. Um, because I just don't trust Manchester United under Ralph Ragnick. I've seen United as bad as Everton have been. I saw United live in that derby, and that was one of the worst performances I've ever seen by a Manchester United team. So they don't give me any hope to do much. But as I say, with Ronaldo, they've obviously got the class act on the pitch. But I'm going to say Everton 2-1, with Ronaldo maybe scoring. On to the three o'clock. Arsenal hosting Brighton in North London, Craig. Another team who are fighting for the for the top four here. Uh, they haven't put to bed. the level on points with Tottenham. <laughs> As you say, Craig, it's almost if one of they keep pass on this four place spot as if they don't want no. to finish for some no. of these teams. It's ridiculous. Tottenham were we were talking what a month ago, and and they were in, they weren't even in our conversation for it, and now suddenly they're in there. It's really it, 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 at the turn of the year we we both kind of tipped Tottenham to finish fourth, right? Yeah. And then we said, oh, they've, they've missed the chance. They're nowhere near it. It's going to be it's going to be Arsenal. Um, 
And now we're looking at it going, wow, Tottenham are, are right back in there. Exactly, but I said that, and obviously I predicted the Palace win over Arsenal, which came to pass. And I just think yeah. it, it, it's the way it's happening. Arsenal now, they, they lost to Palace. I didn't think, I must admit, I didn't think it'd be 3 0. They lost that with a real whimper. They were awful yeah. at Palace. They yeah. really were. But I said Palace, and that, to be fair, that's probably the first game they should have won that they have lost. They have been flat track bullies of late. The winning games, they should. And they'll win this game. They should beat Brighton. And they will beat Brighton. Brighton are the worst team in the league and now on, on form, Craig. They talk about teams. Norwich, talk, yeah. talk about teams who were already planning their summer holiday. This Brighton team. Um, yeah, they, they've got their backs half packed, Craig. I'm sure I'm sure some of them literally have. Um, yeah, Arsenal are gonna win this one 4 0. And the, the scoreline I've got written down here, I'm not joking, you, is 4-0 to Arsenal. Um, and and the, the reason for that is Brighton can't score a goal and their form is atrocious. So they started the season like a horse, uh, sorry, like a house on fire. They were, or a galloping horse even. They were, they were, they were fourth in the league. Um, they drew a lot of games uh, and then they've just lost, didn't they? They lost six on the bounce. And I said last weekend was going to be, something's got to give the playing, the playing Norwich. Norwich have just lost six on the bounce and they drew nil-nil, which was just so typical of both clubs. Um, you know, Brighton won lots of plaudits at the beginning of the season, but I don't see anyone calling them out for the, the, the really poor form that they've had of late. And Graham, just to put that into context, after Arsenal, they played Tottenham away and then Manchester City away. So those are the next three games, three away: Arsenal, Tottenham, City. You know, points the, against the teams they should have because that Brighton are on thirty-four. You know, if if there was a bit more oomph in this bottom three, they wouldn't be safe, Craig. But because this bottom three, we're already um, safe. On, yeah, I'm thirty-four. That that that'll keep them up. They don't, Graham. I, I predict they wouldn't need another point to stay up this season. Yeah, I do agree. I, th- I think I think I think Burnley's ceiling might be thirty-three. Yeah. Greg. So I, th- I agree with you. Yeah, I agree with you completely. Um, on to next three o'clock game, which is Southampton against Chelsea. Uh, interesting one, Greg. I saw Southampton in in person last week. I saw them at Leeds. Um, Southampton played one of the strangest systems, Greg. They'll ever. What does it play? I, I, well, <coughs> before the before the game, um, I looked at the um. There's a pre- we do a predicted lineups on ninety min, and I looked at ours, yeah. and it's a Southampton. Um, um, my mate. Um. My mate Mox, who uh, Matt O'Connor Simpson, he, he covers Southampton, and he wrote it was a four-two-two-two. And I messaged him. I said, "What? What are you talking about here? It, it can't be a four-two-two-two. Nobody in world football plays that." And he says, "No, it is. They have two centre midfielders, then they have two attacking midfielders and two strikers." And I was like, "I went into it and think I'm not having this whatsoever, Craig." Ten minutes in, they were playing four-two-two-two, two holding midfielders, then two. Yeah. Attacking, they had Elianusi and Diallo just ahead of them two, and then yeah. two strikers ahead. It's the strangest thing in the world. It, it, it works when you count it. Honestly, you have to see it. it it's not massively pleased on the eye, but it's a really curious system that Hassan Huttle's got there. But anyway, so on them, I wasn't overly impressed by them. They were okay. They, they got the point. James Ward Prowse, and uh, hey, I wanted to talk to you about James Ward Prowse because he did something in that game, Craig, which I haven't seen him do that much. He, he took that game by the scruff of neck in the second half and he was brilliant. And that's yeah. what I like to see from it. And yet, don't get me wrong, he scored his set piece, but he did more than that, Craig. It wasn't just yeah. about his set pieces. He wasn't just like... Um, for me, he used to remind me of... I don't know if you know of these hockey players who come on and score the penalty corners and then they go uh, back yeah, off again. Yeah. Yeah. I, I used to think of him as like that. But now, he, he worked really hard in this. And now, so these people who were saying to me, 
you got to take Prod Ward Prowse to the World Cup for this extractor. Uh, you, you're starting to win me over. You really there are. You go. He, he, he was outstanding. No, but he was outstanding this game as well, Craig. He was yeah. He was digging in. And Joe, what? He was, he, I could see him in that. It's the first time I thought you could see him in that Rice or Phillips role. I could also see him playing right back in an emergency, Joe, for doing the trend. Who better to replace Trent Alexander Arnold than could be James Ward Prowse putting those crosses in? I think he now, for me, I'd put him on the plane, Craig. He impressed me, me that much. I think me I've seen too. a bit. But um, yeah, we, we, we touched on it earlier about you know we spoke with Tom about the the players Manchester United could sign and you know spending a, a hundred million plus on one player, or do they go and spend thirty million on a Ward Prowse? And and I would spend thirty million on a Ward Prowse personally. Oh uh, yeah, but I think. I, I I think Ward Prowse and Rice together, someone like that. I think I think yeah, Rice would, I think Rice would be my first option for them because I think they need that generational figure. Mm-hmm. They need a they need a Robson and Insakine. They need someone yeah. in there. Yeah, whereas I, I, uh, I, whereas I, a Neves, even a Phillips, uh, I'm not sure they would be that. Whereas I think Rice would be. But I'd put any one of those next to him because and I, I know we talk about McFred and it's a bit United again. I think you have to you keep McTominay in the squad, Craig as new number three. But you get rid of Fred for me. I think he's a decent player, Fred, but time to move on. You sign Rice, Ian, other, and have McTominay as the backup. And that's where it, I it, 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 For me, I think Fred's a lot better than McTominay. I think he offers oh, he, so much he, more. He is, he, he is a, don't get me wrong, Craig. He is a very good player. But I just think with the PR, the McFred thing, I think it's. I think it'd be nicer. If he goes to Serie A, Craig, he'll be a star player. I have no yeah. doubt. I have no doubt about that. If he went to an AC Milan Inter, in an 80 months' time, he might be getting linked to Barcelona and that. I just, yeah, yeah I, I don't doubt he's a top player. He really is. But sorry, getting away from Chelsea. Chelsea have had an awful oh, last, last few weeks. Yeah, losing yeah. to Brentford the way they did. Um, losing to Real Madrid. And do you know what? I, put, I, I was speaking on American radio this week, Craig, and with Rudiger, and everyone everyone knows I'm a huge Rudiger, and I think he is the best defender in the world. And do you know what? I thought the last few games signified just how important Rudiger is. Because if Rudiger has an off day, and which he has had a couple now, yeah. Chelsea fall apart. And I and I put I think that Chelsea's midfield have been getting off scot-free here, Greg. I think Kante, Georgina, and Kovacic have been awful these last few games and they've been offering no no protection whatsoever. I don't know whether it's the way they're playing or whether they've been told. And then Rudiger, and everyone goes on about Thiago Silva, a great season. Yeah, because you've been playing next to Antonio Rudiger. So I think I think if Rudiger's a bad thing. That's their last line of defense. It's like letting the, the, the plug out the bath, Craig, and it's all coming. You know, I looked at Kante, right? And it, it dawns on me, it's Ramadan. And um, yeah. obviously, he is. Of, of he's he, enjoying Ramadan in that game, Craig, who, whichever player was going through. Benzema. Benzema. Yeah, no, yeah. no, but, but, no, but yeah. let me, let, let me, let me yeah. finish my point. So if you yeah. look at the two, the, two, the, two, the two men in question, right? So Benzema's probably about 85 kilos, right? Yeah. Uh, and Kante's probably around 65, right? He, he's ever so slight. Um, and what he carries in, in, in body weight and fluids, it must affect him. It, it must grow. It must affect him. Okay. And, and I was talking it, to um, a mutual friend of ours, um, uh, the agent, Safe Ruby, and he, he's going through Ramadan as well. And people, just normal people struggle. So I know Benzema, may, he had to do a little bit before the game, but ha- a, a huge, and I don't know enough about it, Craig, and I, I would say I don't know enough about it, but a huge, um, effort for these players doing Ramadan, it's unthinkable, isn't it, Craig? What the goal is, 
it, 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 do you know what it really is? And um, you know, there's, there's been there's been times last year. I recall that some clubs were doing water breaks uh, at the at the time the players broke the fast. I, I really, I, I really so, welcome that. You, me and you, more after an hour and a half of not doing it on here. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it, it, I know. It, it, it's, it's what they what they, to go and to, to go and play like they do at a world level. Oh, oh, it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, it, it is it is amazing, Graham. But you know, I I, th- I think it will. Affect more than more, more some players more than, than it does others, and and can't say much. I won't let Jorginho, yeah, I won't okay. let Jorginho cover it. But but do you see my point there? I think that yeah, the field has really has really let them down. But uh, they're playing Southampton, Craig. Um, they've got to get a reaction, they've got to get a reaction going into that Real Madrid game again. I, I, I think, I think we'll win this game 2 0. Yeah, Southampton don't do an awful lot. Of, oh. Um, I, I, but I, I must admit, I love. I, I was in the after after the press conference. Hasselhoff, what a lovely guy he is! He's, 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 he's a nice guy. He's a very nice guy. He actually came out. He attacked. Um, he attacked England for playing Tino Livramento twice when they had an agreement not to play him, and he right. was furious. Greg, he was really, right. really angry with them about that, which was unusual. Uh, everyone, everyone's ears pricked up in the conference. Said, was that him getting angry there? Do you know what I mean? It was. Uh, <laughs> it was interesting. I think he'll be. A one-all. I just got no trust in Chelsea at the minute. Yeah. Craig. There's a few, of, and again, it's a beach mentality. I think there's a few of them on the, especially after that Real Madrid defeat. What have they got to play yeah. for? Um, so I think there's a few on the beach. There. I'm going to say one-all, but it's a tough one to predict that game. Uh, takes us on to the opponents from that last game. What Leeds United at Watford? And as I said, I was in that yeah. press conference, Craig, and I was talking. Uh, we talked to Jesse Marsh afterwards. What a breath of fresh air that guy is. Oh man, I, I feel, uh, you know. I used to talk to Craig about the Bielsa press conferences, which yeah. was like um, Chinese water torture to me. Um, it, it was horrendous, and the que- and and he he battered the Leeds journalists into asking the most boring, blasé questions. And you could see they're just getting back to normality now. But Jesse, Matt, it's the way he talked, Craig. Honestly, I love this guy. He's one of my favourite managers in the league. He's full of idea. The way he talks about the players, where he, he said after the game, Craig. He, he said he went into the dressing room and said, what a pleasure it is to manage you guys, Jeffa. I, 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 after hearing him talk, he's one of those managers where I saw two Keller and said, well, I'd love to play for you. And there's not many yeah. of those around. He's a great advert for it. Um, but a tough game here. He's coming quick. He's got things sorted out, you know. Um he lost to Leicester and Villa first time out. And then you can see the progression, Craig. They beat Norwich, beat Wolves. The drew with Southampton. Leeds should have won. Again, Craig, it was one of those games where if Leeds had a striker, oh, like it's one where, wow, the points they've cost themselves by not having another striker with Patrick Bamford sidelines. Um, against the Watford team, Craig, who beat Southampton the other week. There's still some life in Watford, isn't there, with Roy Hodgson? We saw yep. him on the training ground. You tweeted it. Um, it's it's what, like, what, 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 what a pass <laughs> that was. So there's, there's, and they're only three points off Everton. You know, that win for Burnley in midweek gave Watford some hope as well. Um, I think Leeds are going to be far too good from Craig. Just, you know, Rafinha played okay against Southampton. He wasn't on the level we expect, but I think Calvin Phillips will start this game, Craig. Um, Klitsch will come out the team and Phillips, and that's a massive upgrade for him. Maybe I like Klitsch, but Phillips is a different level to him. And I think Leeds with Calvin Phillips in the team will, will boss this and win it 2-0. Yeah, he... Uh... I sent a WhatsApp Graham with a with a screenshot of his pass. Um, I, just, I, I was in love with it. I thought, what what a pass that was! Uh, 
But anyway, back back to the game. I think that's I think, great that Roy Hodgson uses WhatsApp. That's why I take that. Yeah, yeah, he does. He does indeed. Listen, if um, if Watford win, Graham and Everton lose, as as I predicted, the would then it'd only be goal difference that would keep Everton above Watford. Mm. Um, and and I think Watford will win. Um, because this is the last chance. It's a must-win game for Watford. Um, Leeds are safe and comfortable. Uh, not a great deal to play for. You think they are safe? Yeah, you think they are safe? Now? Yeah, I think Leeds are safe. Yeah, I think. I think only I think on thirty. Yeah, yeah, man. I, they, I, they probably need a win, but the chance of them going winless and out in the season are pretty. Listen, slim, aren't they? Yeah, listen. I think I think thirty-four points keeps you up, Graham. Yeah, I agree. This this this, this season, I think it'll be uh, relatively low low threshold. Um, to, to to retain Premier League well, status. I will say, Craig. I think I think Joe Geldart might get a start speaking to them. They love him. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah. And, and they might. And, and Joe, what if he starts in Phillips? I I I'd go for Leeds. I, I will precursor to to your point, Craig. If Phillips and Geldart aren't starting, I may sway towards your opinion. I'm giving Watford the benefit of the doubt because it is a must-win game for Watford, and yeah. um, the way they've been working on the training pitch this week will be uh, geared up towards keeping it tight at the back, uh, but taking advantage of the lack of goals that that lead score uh, and get on get on the front foot. Because of that, I think they're going to win two-one uh, and put real, real, genuine pressure on Everton. It uh, takes on to Sunday games. We've got four games on Sunday this week. Um, we've got another, a capital derby clash: Brentford entertain West Ham. Craig Brentford. You must be Aston Villa game off. Aston Villa. Aston Villa Tottenham. Oh, 5.30. 5.30. Yes, yeah, sorry. I did. Go. Pardon. 5.30 on Saturday. Aston Villa hosting Tottenham, which is now a huge game. Mm-hmm. More for Tottenham than it is Villa. You know, Villa, yep. they just got back They got back to form and then they've dropped off the cliff again. Yeah, fair enough. Are. To be fair, West Ham, Arsenal, Wolves are all tossing the coin games, Craig, and they've lost each of them by the odd goal. I think, I think in some ways, Craig, I think that helps Steven Gerrard. And, and I say that because, you know, when he goes to Christian Perzo's office and, and the owners, and if he'd won those three games and they were on the brink of top seven, they'd be like, oh, do we really need all these? But I think he goes into the office and said, I need a new defensive midfielder, world-class one. I need a new striker, world-class one. I need a yeah. defender. They can't, say, they can't say you don't. Because there's the evidence for you. So in some ways, I don't. If you, I think it'll help Gerard. Not although I, by any stretch, I don't think there'll be if, whatever he wants. He's going to get. That's the whole point of him going there. I think they'll back him. But in terms of this game, Craig, um, Tottenham, Tottenham are getting going now. I think they'll just have too much for Villa. I don't see Villa. Um, I think they'll trouble him, but I don't see Villa winning this at all, Craig. Two 0 Tottenham for me. Yeah, I fancy Tottenham to win this game. Uh, you know, Villa on a poor run of form, and I think Jared will will start planning for the for the summer and having those conversations and making significant changes in that. I think Aston he don't, don't this, this is controversial. I think he needs a new set of half. I know Mings and Conte get all this PR, and I've, I like Mings, but together, I'm not sure. I'm not that that back four. I like Digny, Matty Cash. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's decent. I think Mings is good on that left side. I think they need another centre half, Craig. And the goalkeeper is as good as anyone in the league for me. So <laughs> what's the, missing there? Yeah, the goal the goalkeeper is very good. They've got two attacking fullbacks. I think they need two defensive minded central defenders. Yeah, and obviously he wants, and obviously he knows that as well. Coming back to that Chelsea argument, you know, he wants that holding midfielder. So the yeah. Ibisuma or Calvin Field, I think we will see. Ibisuma or Calvin Phillips at Villa, or someone very much in that ilk yeah. will arrive at Villa. I don't, I don't disagree, Graham. I think, uh, I think Spurs will win this two-one. 
Yep, as do I. So I say on, on to Sunday, Brentford hosting West Ham. Brentford, who are now safe, wonderful job done by them on 33 yeah. points. I said, we think they probably need another point. What a win it was at um, Chelsea last Chelsea, week. Chelsea, wow. Joe Walker, Christian Eriksen's really turned us around. And, and I did a, I did a, um, a light-hearted piece on Planet Sport about the key signings for the summer and who everyone could could sign. And, you know, I had Phillips at Villa, or I had Harry Kane at Newcastle. And do you know who I had for Brentford's key summer signing, Craig? Christian Eriksen. They need to do everything they can to persuade this guy to stay. He's so suited to that club. I think he's wonderful for them. Graham, if I, I promise you this. If, if I was involved in recruitment at Manchester United, the first player I'd be signing this summer would be Christian Eriksen on a free transfer. Well, no doubt about it. Well, 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 Craig, and you won't be surprised to see the links, you know. To, and, and and if you are Ericsson's, if you were Ericsson's agent, Craig, you would be, and as we're not surprised to hear that they probably is on the phone offering him the services that he's seen. But do you think Ericsson um, wants that big move, or do you think he's he's happy to stay at Brentford and lead them? What what? Or do you think he's probably in a quandary as to what to do? Do I go for the big club again, or do I stay at Brentford and help them get into the top ten, no. top six? I, I think he's 30 years of age. He's a big game player. Um, he had his time at Ajax where he was one of the best around. A super kid, wonder kid, wasn't he? He went to Tottenham and was arguably Tottenham's best player, season on season. Uh, went to Inter. Let's be honest, he was okay at Inter. Wasn't, wasn't spectacular. Um, obviously, he had his, his, his terrible medical issue, well, which he now looks fully recovered from. Uh, and if a Manchester United or... Uh, a Chelsea or a Liverpool or an Arsenal come call. Well, can't go to Arsenal. Um, maybe back to Spurs. I think you've got to go. And I think he's been to Spurs already, so I don't think he should go back. Yeah. Man United, Liverpool, Joe Way, Chelsea. Craig, 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 Craig Joe Way, Newcastle. No, no, no. Go on. Liverpool. Yeah, it'd be great at Liverpool. Oh, can you imagine? It'd be great at Liverpool. Supplying the bullets for them. Because <laughs> I still think that Liverpool, Craig, I know Thiago's gone there and he has the odd good game. I think he's been... And I, I think it's been a huge flop to go for Liverpool. He plays well now and then. He's, Ooh, not, he the, has, he's not the player we saw at Bayern Munich, is he? And and I think since Coutinho left, I think Liverpool, oh, this is harsh to say, I don't think Liverpool have got many weaknesses. And this is, it's not a weakness. I just think sometimes they're missing that X factor, which Coutinho brought them, and they're missing a little bit. And so anyway, but then again, hey, as, so basically Ericsson will get into any any t- team but Man City, really. And that's only because he's probably of the same level as them, so they don't need him. Yeah. But he probably is as good as what they he is as good as a, a forward in the Mara. Yeah, of course he is. So, he is and, so uh, on to this one, Christian Eriksen, is he going to inspire them to win over a West Ham team who I, yes. I wonder I wonder if West Ham would be an option for him, but we'll come on to him. Maybe if they lost to Jared Bowen, which is a possibility. Um, West Ham playing well. This is a good game. Craig, this is probably, uh, this could be a game of the weekend. In, ter- in, terms of, in, in terms of entertainment, it isn't game of the weekend. But in terms of entertainment, I think this will be a 3-2 West Ham. 4-1 Brentford, simply because um, West Ham be had that midweek. you predicted a Brentford win all season, Listen, Craig. no, it's not. It's because, <laughs> it's be, it's because uh, West Ham have had that um, that European game. Yeah, it's course, yeah, and they've, uh, and, they've, and, they've, and they've struggled a little bit, haven't they? Uh, on to another team who were playing European midweek, Leicester entertaining Crystal Palace. Yeah. Leicester, who are getting the players back now, starting to look good. Um, yeah. I'm excited about it. I think Leicester are going to be good this summer, Craig. I think they're going to be under the radar. They've got Fofana staying, which I'll say, Craig, Fofana, keeping Fofana is bigger than keeping Telemans. 
Fofana is the best young. As well, well, is that, we're, we're seeing from Sam Hemsheet. Fofana is special, special, special. I think we'll see him. We'll see him move Graham in in the coming years, and he will go to a City, to a Bayern oh, Munich, it, to a Real Madrid, yeah. to a, a Juventus. You know, to, to yeah. an unbelievable Barcelona. That's yeah, that's his level. Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent, Craig. Uh, Leicester, and I think Leicester win this one, Craig. I think they win this one two 0 Bring Palace back down to earth. Yeah, again, Graham. Under normal circumstances, I would back Leicester to win, but Leicester have had the the the, the Europa Conference League game. Um, Palace with that that wonderful win uh, over Arsenal. I think it'll be a draw, one one all, and a, and a good game. It takes on to Norwich v Burnley, Craig. A big, a huge, <laughs> a huge six point. And Norwich, they are down though. It's it's a six pointer for yeah. nobody. Because uh, Norwich are down, and they'll be, we'll be, well, hopefully, Greg, we won't be seeing them in the Championship next year. We'll be, we'll be seeing uh, the, the Burnley maybe in the Premier League. Uh, Burnley, Prem, Burnley going to Norwich. Sorry, huge game. Dean Smith, yeah. uh, Burn, a, uh, and and Burnley, Craig. I did watch them in midweek. I was thinking, you know, a player who who will be on a lot of big teams' lists, and we see the likes of Bowen, etc. list. Maxwell Cornet, if I was a he'd big recruiter, great, as you say, he, he, he'd be very high. A player who has gone to a poor Premier League club and is standing out, wow. I think he's got, you know, I've seen Alan Sam Maxman. Um, I wrote a piece on him this week about him probably wanting a pay rise, he might leave, etc. And a diamond trower. You know, Maxwell Corner for me, Craig. I love it. And and Burnley need to win this game to keep hold of these players, Craig. They've got a lot of yeah. Nick Pope, um, Corner. We know Tarkowski's on the free. He he might stay for stay up, maybe, but we'll see. They beat Everton. Did they win this game, Craig? This is the one on this is this has been circled in Sean Dice's diary for a win. And I think they get it, Craig. I think they were excellent in midweek. 2 0 Burnley here. And I'm going to agree with you. Uh, I can't see Norwich scoring. I think it's a massive game for, for Burnley. And I think uh, Vighorst gets amongst the goals. I know he's only scored one yeah. so far during um, his but time. He's involved. He's involved. He's involved. And then and then Corny, I and mean... They, they, they upgraded... When you, when, you, when you watch Vighorst and Woods and Chris Woods, talk, talk about a team who upgraded the position, Craig. It's, it sounds silly, but Vighorst is such a better player than Chris Woods. Yeah, I think I think he offers so much more, Graham. Uh, oh, he's yeah. te- he's technically better. He's he's more involved in the what, game. Man, I wouldn't I wouldn't like I, I wouldn't like to see Vekas in the championship because he could do a Mitrovic in the championship. Is it? Yeah, I, 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 again, I, I I agree with you on that. Listen, I, I think I think Bernie will look at this and think we can we can put Everton into the bottom three this weekend, and I think they will. I think Burnley win this two two one against already relegated uh, Norwich City. And uh, that's it for the Premier League. Oh no, it isn't, Craig, because <laughs> we have a li- we have this little game going on at the Etihad. Oh, what's that? Championship decider? Well, yes, yes, it is, Craig. Manchester yeah. City host Liverpool in what is the biggest game in world football. I don't care what anyone says this weekend. It's the biggest game in world football in 2022. There will not be a bigger game in club football. I'm not including Champions League, but still, that'll probably be the same game anyway, Craig. So there we go. Um, City hosting Liverpool. Wow. Um, I haven't looked at the team news, Craig. I hope everyone's fit. I presume yep. Alexander Arnold will be playing. Yep. Um, I presume that Phil Foden will start for City. Um, Look, everyone, everyone's fit for both. For both, right? Okay, mates, so. okay, okay, Craig. Um, I'm going to let you go first on this one, then. Okay. Um, two unbelievably talented teams. Um, 
I think City are going to nick this 2-1, Graham. And the reason for this is, I believe, Mo Salah's off form compared to his usual high standards. Mm -hmm. Um, And City in midfield will be better than Liverpool on the ball. Uh, And for that reason, I believe City will nick the game. Um, you know, I, I look at Liverpool. I, I, I love everything about about Liverpool. Uh, who starts up front? The, the 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 real brave decision, Graham, would be to leave the best player in the world on the bench, uh, and that would be to to include Diaz, uh, Mane, uh, and Jota as your as your front three. Um, it'll be interesting. I, I can't, Salah won't be on the bench. I think, I think, I think that's a possibility. I do think that's a possibility, Frig. I do. I do. I do not disagree with you. I think it's an interesting one. I think uh, it, it'd be an interesting call. Uh, I, I tell you what, if he, do, if, if he does make that call, Greg, I don't think there's much chance of him signing a new contract at Liverpool anytime soon. No, listen, um, I, 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 do, I do think, I, I, I believe, I, I believe that more, I, more, I believe he's the best player in the world. I believe that more yeah. Salah is the best player in the world, but right now of the Liverpool attackers, he is the one that's not in form. Uh, and yeah. this is the biggest game of the season. Uh, and would you leave him out? Personally, I would. Um, but for the reason, for, for, the, yes. for the reason, I, I, I think he'd be phenomenal to bring off the bench if you if you need a goal. Um, but is, is I think form... there's a choice between Manny and Salah. Manny, I think yeah. Diaz and Jota are playing so well. Yep. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, but yeah, I agree with the outcome, Craig. I think City will win this one. Uh, yeah, two one as well. I think, and the reason I think, Craig, I just think it's the battle of the of the wing backs, and I think it's Cancelo and Walker are just better in 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 every regard in terms of I think they can defend as well as attack, and I'm not sure that Robertson and Alexander Arnold can do that. I think they'll get tied up by them, which will give, as you said, they'll give the room for De Bruyne. I think, but because of that, I think Cancelo. Keller and Walker will win that huge battle. And full, it's wing backs and full backs are so important to the way that these two teams play. And I think the full the full back for both teams is where they get the width from. Uh, there's, no, yeah. there's no doubt in that. It's, it's going to be really interesting the the the, the battle Cancelo um, against uh, Trent Alexander Arnold. Um, that that's going to be. Cancelo, uh, there's, there's been no better. There's, there's not a better defensive fullback in world football at the minute, Craig, than Cancelo. He's so good for me. Graham, he's, he's got the. If you look at his average, he, he's got the, mod, the modern day Dennis, Ir, the modern day Dennis Irwin. Uh, Graham, he's 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 he's, he's, the, he's the best I've seen at what he does. He plays so high up the pitch, yet he gets back in. He has more touches than any other player in in terms of the area of the pitch that he gets the ball. His statistics are sensational. Uh, but then we look at Trent and Trent's delivery. Trent's that and and look, he has he is getting better defensively. I don't think he's a brilliant defender, right? I, th- I think I think he gets caught out defensively. I think he's got the pace to recover. A lot of them are either, apart from Walker. You'd say Walker's a top Walker. class defender, but the other three, yeah. you wouldn't say top class defenders. No, no, and and and, and look, I, I, if you, if you, if you rate them as players, you you look at them all and you go, wow, they're they're four sensational players. If yeah. you rate them as defenders, you probably rate Walker one and Robertson two. Yeah. And and then probably Cancelo three and, and yeah. Trent four, yeah. you know. But then if you if you if you look at them at, at attacking wise, you'll rate Trent it's probably one, the opposite. It's exactly Cancelo, yeah. it's Cancelo exactly two, yeah, Robertson yeah, exactly. three, uh, yeah. Walker four. Hundred percent, yeah. You know, and I think it's going to be great. But I think the the game's going to be won and lost in the midfield area. And I just think City will dominate the ball 
in in that area uh, and, and we'll come out on top. Yeah. But I, mean, I, I can't wait for the game. No, it's going to be great. And Rodri, I, I've been so impressed with Rodri recently and I think he's really stepping up into that role now. And um, yeah, as I said, I think, um, I think the full-backs will be... It's uh it's a bit of a milestone moment for me this game as well, Graham. As my my son, uh, he he stayed up and watched the Middlesbrough game during the week against Fulham, which is the first time he stayed up. He's 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 seven, and he's asked he's asked for the first time to watch City versus Liverpool on Sunday. Um, with me on, on on TV, which we're going to do. Um, but also he asked for a Man City kit. I'm like, what's what's that about? You want? To... I've told him he's not allowed one. He's only allowed to support Middlesbrough in yeah. uh, in England. He can support any other team abroad, but Middlesbrough is his English team. I've done that. I, I, I'm, yeah, my boy, same age. Uh, Lucas, he loves Ronaldo, so he got all the Ronaldo memorabilia when we went to the game. Um, but yeah, he does like watching Borough now as well. The, the atmosphere, it's, it's different. It's different gravy, isn't it? And, uh, yeah. But he loves watching. He, know, he knows all the players from FIFA. So FIFA, yeah. although I, you don't like him being glued to it, it does help them know these players. And so <laughs> uh, he does know Tavernier and Crooks now because he can sign them on FIFA. So that's a, brilliant. So it does like, and, but yeah, two, it's going to be a great game and what a great yeah. advert for the Premier League, I believe. So on to the Championship, Craig. Wow. Uh, one of the Championship, no. <laughs> We're, we're quite aware through the show, so we may have to zoom through the EFL yeah. somewhat. On to Saturday, um, 12.45, quick off. She- oh, it's a good one, Greg. Great one. It's a good one. Sheffield United entertaining Bournemouth. Oh, two two good teams here. Bournemouth lost in midweek. Sheffield United beat QPR. Go with the form. I think Bournemouth players probably presume they are promoted already because they are. Uh, Sheffield United... 2-1 here, Craig, which won't do our boys any favours, Middlesbrough, but 2-1 Sheffield United. I agree with you. 2-1 Sheffield United. Uh, on two, uh, and obviously that's huge ramification for the playoffs because the championship playoff picture is 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 getting very, very tasty, Craig, to say the least. Yep. Another team looking to get in is Blackburn, who will now find themselves in eighth place. They attain Blackpool, not in the best of form, not in the best run of form, Blackburn, Craig, but... They need to win this game. It's Blackpool away. And I think they will win this one 2-0. And they have to win this game, Craig. I think it's a must-win for Blackburn. And I think they'll get the result. I, I watched them, as you know, last week at, uh, at Coventry, which was a great game, 2-all. Uh, Blackburn probably should have nicked it. Uh, Coventry scored in the 99th minute, which is unbelievable. For a 2-all draw, Blackburn to win this 2-1. Oh, and- one of the worst games of the weekend they're coming up okay. Bristol City it's in Peterborough oh dear yeah. um, Peterborough already down against Bristol City 1-0 Bristol City because they've got some decent strikers Feynman will probably score 1-0 1-0 win yeah and you wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't we couldn't pay you to watch this one could we Craig it's not going to be not on my list of games that I'm looking forward to <laughs> one game that may be of interest Middlesbrough attaining Hull Craig um, Yorkshire Derby here um, we always like to remind people that Hull and Middlesbrough don't get the credit for being Yorkshire, did some people forget? But yeah, I must win for Middlesbrough here, Craig. They played well yeah. midweek. It was a defeat, but it could take a lot out of the game, especially second half. No one's going to play full and better than Middlesbrough did. And they're going to win this one 2 0, Craig. It, no matter who he plays up front, uh, which is anyone's guess, Craig, who Chris Wilder is going to play up front at the minute. Yeah, I, 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 think I, Flo, play- I, ho- I hope Flo Balogun starts, so that's all I'm going to say. Graham, I'd like to see Middlesbrough go with Flo Balogun and uh, Josh Corbin uh, week in, week I out think, now. Yeah, I think Josh Corbin. Oh, I, I, I don't know. I don't disagree, Craig. But I think Corbin, um, he, he missed a couple of chances in midweek. I think that might cost him. But I do agree with you. 
Yeah, he, had, he had one chance, which he, his header was unlucky one way, flicked it by the post. But look, I, you know, I just think he offers more than Connolly and and Spore. Uh, but look, I, I think... Craig, you, you offer more than Connolly. Yeah. <laughs> but more mobile as well. Uh, I think <laughs> I think Middlesbrough will nick this in a stressful game 2-1 uh, against uh, a whole team that need to pick up some points, mate. And takes on to uh, Millwall versus Barnsley now. Barnsley, one of the teams we absolutely love, Craig, since yep. um, changing manager. I can oh, I can never remember his name, Craig. Perot, um, the Swedish Iranian. Oh, I can never remember his name, Craig. It really annoying me, even though I see it every week. I can never get his name right. It is Poya Azbagi. I'm going to get that right before the season starts. So apologies to Cardinal and Barnsley staff. Uh, this is a good game. And, and is he Azbagi? Is that how you pronounce it, Craig? Because I don't know. I don't know what I will I will find out. As baggy, I thought, is it as 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 baggy as baggy is Iranian descent, so as baggy I would think, but I'm not. Right. Yeah. We'll we'll find out. We'll try and get him on the show, Craig. I think we might be able to get Barnsley on the show, so we'll do that. Um, traveling to Millwall, um, who who have a great run of games coming up, Craig. The lot yep. of them. The Drew Millwall has suddenly dropped. The form has dropped off a little bit, but they've got a good run of games coming. Barnsley are a very good team. They were so they were they should have been. They were last week against Reading, yeah, right? But, they, but they're still in it, Craig. They're still in this, um, and I think I think they might get a point here, Craig. I think it's a very yeah, clever too. manager, and I think it'll be one all. I really I hope think, so. Yeah, one one all one all for me too. Um, oh, this one won't take as long, Craig. I'm predicting. I know what's coming here. Not in Forest, Birmingham. Yeah. Forest, the best on farm team division. Now they're going to win this one, three one. Two nil, Forest. Preston, QPR. QPR have dropped off massively. Craig. Yeah. I'm amazed at what's happened there. They've lost four games in a row. Yeah. Include the yeah. Don't get me wrong. Three of those games have been Forest, Fulham, and and Sheffield United. Yeah. But they're in the mix, Craig. We've got to start beating some of these teams. They yeah. really do. Um. Against the Preston team, this isn't an easy game. Um, no, unpredictable Preston, but very. I, yeah. I, I, I'll go, Graham. I, I think it's will be a one-all draw because of you beat Preston me too. Being I predict- yeah. yeah, I think I agree with you, Craig. Yeah, one-all. Um, you got to go with Farm and QPR. Ooh, I might have to drop out old Uncle Albert a text and see what's going down at Loftus Road. Sorry, the Prince guy in the Foundation Stadium. Uh, Reading hosting Cardiff. Craig, they need to yeah. win here. Reading. Cardiff coming off the back oh, of a 4 0. Wow, shocking 4 0 home. Yeah, I don't yeah. Didn't see where that was coming, Awful. but I think Cardiff, oh, it's a tough one. I think this is the game that Paul Ince has probably got circled in his calendar, Craig, for a victory. Yeah. I know we're supporting Barnsley, Craig, but I think Reading might sneak this one 2 1. I, I think Cardiff have got to get a reaction from that 4 0 drubbing and the will, and they'll win this 2 1. Uh, Swansea entertaining Derby County. Derby County getting a new owner, Chris Kitchener, the the guy, the multimillionaire from America. Um, don't know him. Um, obviously, he's caught a bit of controversy with some of his previous views, Craig. I don't know whether you saw those. Very, yep. let's just say very interesting. Yeah, yeah, exactly, Craig. Yeah, exactly the words looking for. Uh, Derby are still. They think they're still in this, Craig. And if Barnsley is still in it, so are Derby, Craig. So let's yeah. give Derby the due respect. They deserve, and I think Derby get the winner, Craig. Two one. I think Tom I, Lawrence will. I think Welsh star Tom Lawrence will start in Wales in the two one win. Yeah, I think I think Swansea will have all the ball, and Derby will have the chances, and Derby will win two one. On to um, a quick question on, Dar- on Derby, Craig. If if yep. Frank if Frank Lampard got sacked on Monday, do you think Wayne Rooney would? Be tempted to go in there. Oh, but if say if Derby lost this weekend and probably relegated, they were going to get relegated, he could be tempted. 
But I think he could be tempted if they get relegated to going in the summer to take over Everton in the Championship. Um, oh, wow, he'd be perfect, given his record. Be perfect. Yeah, yeah, it would yeah. be perfect. Um, on to uh, final game on Saturday. West Brom Stoke, this is a good one, Craig. Yep. Um, Stoke suddenly finding a little bit of form, but lost to Red. What? We're so unpredictable, Craig. We are how, very how, unpredictable. How, how can you beat Millwall? And Sh- but that I don't me, know. They've clearly... They've got the players there, Craig, haven't they? Which yeah. I, I think I say I think Stoke will be a danger next season. They've clearly got the players there. And they can clearly do something on the day, and because they can beat anyone in the division. West Brom, it's a big derby game. This one, West Brom are for me. Would you rule them out now, Craig, or do you think West Brom is still in it, playoff wise? They are. Three, I think we're still seven, in it. Seven but points. I, if, if I don't think I'll make it. I no, don't seven think points make it, but no, yeah, I, it's a lot. To, and it's and as we said this on the show last week, didn't it? Because they've got four teams in between them in the playoffs. Yeah, it's a lot of teams to overtake, isn't it? It is, indeed. Um, and I think they'll they won't win this. It'll be one all. Yeah, I think they'll cancel each other out. One all draw. Uh, Fulham versus Coventry on Sunday. Fulham need two win- victories to seal promotion. Create they have Coventry on Sunday, and then on Friday evening they are playing uh, Derby County, and so yeah. they could be promoted by next Friday. And I think they will be great because they'll put Coventry to bed here with a two 0 win. Two one Fulham. On to Monday, Huddersfield versus Luton. Wow, this wow. is a really yeah. interesting game. Yeah. Third, third versus fourth. Although, Craig, you know, by the time we come round to Monday, uh, Forest, will, Forest will be above them. Sheffield United will be above them. Middlesbrough and Blackburn will both be level on points with Luton. Wow, yeah. this this weekend could be spectacular. Uh, yeah. I think Luton will go to Huddersfield looking for a point and they'll get it one off. Me too. I think Luton will go there looking for a point, not to lose, and they'll get exactly that. One all draw. Wow, this championship playoff race. It's brilliant, isn't it? It's brilliant. Yeah, it's shaping up very nicely. On to League One, Craig. A full batch of fixtures here. We have AFC Wimbledon hosting MK Dons. MK Dons, who have moved into second place, Craig, with Wigan. In top spots, Rotherham do Rotherham do have two games, two games in hand. Yeah. Wow, I didn't expect to be seeing Rotherham's name out of that top two. Craig. No, me either. me either. So, so congratulations to MK Dons. What a job he's doing. Uh, and they've got a Wimbledon, and they'll. This is the, obviously the Wimbledon derby. Match, isn't it? Yeah, it's a lot of people match. don't get don't like MK Dons. I love MK Dons. I saw their highlights last week, Craig, and they were scintillating um, in their win over um, Crew. Oh no, I saw the, the highlights against who was it? Shrewsbury. And they were brilliant. They were brilliant. Yeah. Scott Twinell score here three 0 MK Dons. And I, that, I think the MK Dons would like put a little nail in the coffin of Wimbledon here. Yeah. Um... I can't see anything other than an MK MK Don's uh, win. Although, listen, they've, they've got Connor Coventry on loan for from from West Ham, and it, I've, I've always wondered why Coventry don't sign Connor Coventry, uh, sim- similar to the uh, Brazilian Everton, um, who, who used to have Gremio. I, I, I always wondered if Everton would fancy him. You know, because of Benfica and probably cost you know fifty million quid. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I think Connor Coventry and Scott Twine key men for MK Don's as they beat Wimbledon two 0 on to Bolton versus Sheffield Wednesday, Craig. Sheffield Wednesday are a good runner form. They are in fifth place during the playoffs. I don't think they're dropping out, Craig, and they'll beat Bolton, who are doing okay. And he never congratulated him. He had 100 games in charge. He celebrated in midweek. And he'll be a force next season, Bolton, but not a force this season. It'll be 2-1 Sheffield Wednesday. 
Oh, bro, I think it'll be a great game. Yeah, it'll be tough. Yeah. Yeah, 2 all. On to Burton versus Plymouth. Plymouth in the playoffs, going great guns. Beat Oxford last time out. Um, only lost to Ipswich Craig, which isn't any disgrace at all. Uh, only three points off Rotherham Craig, Plymouth. Amazingly. And they're going to beat Burton 3-0. Yeah. Um, two 0 Plymouth Craig. Uh, on to my boys, Markham, who uh, I love the way they make you look stupid every single week <laughs> this season. Markham, who've won back-to-back wins. I said they would put Burton to bed last week. They did 3-0. They put Burton to bed with Cole, our friend Cole Stockton doing his job. And can I just, there was a look at the crowd in that game, Craig. Over, over 5,000 at the Markham game, Craig. Attendance. Yeah. Wow. And I'm sure even Markham never thought they could get that sort of removed in the Mizuma Stadium, not expecting ever to get that. So well done to no. the Markham fans. Yeah, exactly. Really Flash. getting behind your Flash. boys. And there was nearly 4,000 in midweek to see them beat Oxford United. Brilliant. With Cole Stockton again on target. How they hung on to him, Craig. I really like beggars belief. But now they are out the bottom four. The Travent Cambridge yep. who have nothing to play for. And Markham are going to win three on the road, Craig. They're going to win 2 1 at Cambridge. Come on, you shrimps. One more, come one. Oh, that's like a win. Craig, not particularly <laughs> a lose. That's like a win, Markham. That's how, that's how well Markham are playing here. On to Cheltenham versus Portsmouth. Um, Cheltenham, and hats off to Cheltenham, Craig. Finished 12th at the moment. What a season they've had. Brilliant stuff. Uh, Portsmouth, they're not in the playoffs anymore. Um, Alfie Mill score here. I think Cheltenham might win this, Craig. 2-1. I'm going to give them a benefit of a doubt. Why not? I'm going to stick with Portsmouth and say Cheltenham won Portsmouth too. Portsmouth haven't won in four games since they win at Crew, but yeah, um, interesting, interesting speaking game. Speaking of Crew, yeah, speaking of Crew, Doncaster here, Craig. Um, crew were in all sorts of terrible form. I saw some of the highlights. As a Doncaster, yeah. Well, well, this is this is a preview of a League Two fixture for next season, it Craig, is. isn't it? Yeah, and it's it going to end. Yeah. Uh, Doncaster one all. Two, I'll say two one Doncaster, but yeah, we'll be we'll be making a prediction next season for that in League Two. That is for sure. Fleetwood, who are putting up a great fight, Craig here. The one, yeah, they the, one the one that crew three three one. They drew at Doncaster, drew at Lincoln. They are digging in here, and they out they are just a point outside. Fleetwood, Markham, and Gillingham are making a great fight. This relegation battle is great. It's going to go to the other and say, and, and those two Northwest teams are uh, currently getting the better of Gillingham. Um, but Fleetwood, Accrington, oh, it's a tough one, isn't it? Accrington, I'm going to say 2 1 Fleetwood because I'm not sure the Accrington players, um, yeah, I think they'll be on holiday, Craig. 2 1 Fleetwood, yeah, I agree with you. Fleetwood will win this 2 0, Graham. Uh, Julian versus Wickham, Wickham back in the playoffs, Craig, yeah. in sixth place. Um, Gillingham played so what did you see that they say when Sunderland denied them? Sunderland deserved yeah. nothing from they deserved nothing from that game. I know. So fortunate. Gillingham unlucky. And I fear for Gillingham here. This isn't the sort of game you want against the team no. of the playoffs. I'll say two one Wickham, but Gillingham will give him a really good game. Neil Harris has done a great job there, but I think they'll come up short in this one. Yeah, me too. Neil Harris has done well since he's been in there, steadied the ship and they've been solid. They were very unlucky to to lose to a very late goal against Sunderland last week. Wickham is, like you say, not the game they want. Wickham will win this 3-1, Grim. 
Lincoln, Wigan, Wigan top of the table now, Craig. Congratulations, Sam. And yeah. they're not going anywhere. And they'll dispatch of a very Lincoln, who are probably the most disappointing team in League One this season, Craig. Yep. I think we both agreed on that. 3 yeah. 0 Wigan. I, I, I think. Lincoln need points, Graham. They need one more win to be secure. Uh, they're not going to get it, but I think they will be dogged and get a point against Wigan. One all. Oxford, Sunderland. Now, this is a good game, Craig. Must win for Oxford, mate. It's a must win for Oxford, this. Yeah. I'm, I, I, Oxford just aren't doing it. They lost to Plymouth and they lost to my Markham. I think Sunderland will go here and get a 2-1 win. Well, um, I think it's a must win for Oxford, but they're not going to win. Uh, I think this will be a one-all draw and Sunderland are going to be better for the point than Oxford. Yeah, Rotherham dropped out the top two, Craig, and I think it's bad. That's bad news for MK, Dons and uh, and Wigan in the respect that Paul Warren will have these boys firing now. Yeah, I, would not, I would not like to have been in the Rotherham training camp last few days because phew, they will know what this game means and they're going to yeah. bat a Charlton for nil. Yeah, I think they'll batter Charlton three 0 comfortably, uh, and and you know that very disappointing three 0 defeat against Shrewsbury will be uh, short lived, and they will will bop Charlton three 0 Shrewsbury, um, the aforementioned Shrewsbury, entertaining yep. uh, episode. Shrewsbury, what? And you know we talk about Cheltenham and Mark performances. What a job Steve Crotchell's done there, Craig. Yeah, wonderful. Lost at Markham, three wins on the chop before that. Um. Ipswich, are they still on form, Craig? I was just trying to No, they lost last, they lost last time out, yeah. didn't they? Yeah, which was a big... Uh, uh, I couldn't believe that. Ipswich need to win. If, if if Ipswich have any hope of the playoffs... They've got to win. Yeah. yeah, and I think they might do 2-1. I'll give them a better yeah. doubt. 2-1, yeah, I think they'll bounce back from that, that shocking defeat last time out. Uh, on to League 2 now, Craig. We have Carlisle first, full batch of fixtures. Carlisle entertaining Exeter. Exeter, Exeter yeah. in second place. Heading to promotion. They finally done what yep. we did predict against yep. a, a Barrow team. Uh, sorry, against a Carlisle team who are one of the teams, one form teams in this division. Uh, brilliant job with uh, Tranmere last time out. This is a toughie, Craig. Long trip. I'm going to give Exeter benefit out. Giovanni Brown and Matt J. 2-1 Exeter. Yeah, 2-1 Exeter. Colchester, Stevenage. Wow, this is a big one. Massive. Stevenage lost to Oldham last time out, like I predicted, Craig. Yes, you did. And and that's I think that's what's going to send Stevenage down because they're not going to win at Colchester. I'm going nope. to give them a point, though. 1-0. 2-1 Colchester. Oh, Crawley entertaining Barrow. Crawley, Craig, let's just have a quick minute here on Crawley. Did you see that Crawley had been taken over, Craig? I did, yeah. By a cryptocurrency. Yeah. Um, let me just get it's something United. Let me get their name right. You just talk talk us through what your understanding of cryptocurrency is, if you can, Craig. Cryptocurrency is a, 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 a deregulated finance, really, Graham. Um, you know, if you look at it was born from from Bitcoin, uh, and now there are thousands and thousands and thousands of other cryptocurrencies out there that are used every day for transactions. So a lot of it, people don't understand uh, why it's deregulated and where why it's important and why people use it is the dark web. And cryptos are being used for a lot of illegal transactions around the world because it's non-traceable. Uh, it's based on a, a technology called blockchain which rather than having your money in a bank, it sits on a, on a computer server somewhere, but it sits on 
thousands and thousands or millions of servers, uh, and the blockchain is is can't be edited, so it's it's a it's a NF, permanent what, ledger. What, and what are NFTs to do that? Right? NFTs. So an, an NFT is a non fungible token. Um, so basically, Graham, it, it, if you look at the concept of NFTs, it's no different to the concept of art, right? So if if you have, for example, or do you know, like a memorabilia, Graham? Do you know people have signed uh, bits of, of, of paper? Yes, or, like or, I just got my borrowed shirt from the Callan Cup final frame. With well, 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 there you go. You, you have stuff like that. So I, similar to an NFT. So let, let's say, I don't know, Cristiano Ronaldo brings out a limited edition NFT uh, and has uh, 100 prints, for example. You'd get a number of 1 to 100, uh, and that would sit on blockchain technology um, and, and could never be replicated. So you you would own that. That would be that would be yeah. yours. Um, other things, you, you, our kids play Fortnite, Graham, right? So, so NFTs are things like skins on Fortnite. And, okay. and and the, the clothes that people wear, you know, you know, and I know our kids will go, Daddy can have nine ninety nine to buy this Superman skin or Batman skin or whatever it is. Bought, he bought, yeah, he bought the uh, his favorite song in the in the world at the moment is uh, Rick Astley, Never Gonna Give You Up. And, <laughs> Rick and, then came, and then it came out, then it came out on Fortnite. Yeah, he, yeah he, get he, Rick he, yeah, he, he sang it to uh, Steph McGovern the other day. So, but Sport Cheats, I'm just looking. Wag Me United is the team, is the the owners now, and the corner is Sport Cheater, and he looks like he does a lot on Twitter. So we might try and get him yep. on to explain it. And sounds like you'll enjoy yourself if we try and get him on. But we'll send him a message. Um, he is called at Sport Cheater. We'll try and get in touch with him, and uh, yeah, see if we explain that. But Crawley Town, I've have new owners, so it's an interesting one. I, I'm I'm not skeptical, Craig. I do wonder why. And I like Crawley. I love what John Yem's done. I'm not sure why they would be a target for someone particularly. It's not a huge let club and, and let, a let, big let, fan base. Let, let me tell you a concept. It's something Arsenal Wenger discussed a long time ago, right? Um, whereby there will be a time where a football team becomes completely digital, right? And, and, and let me explain what I mean by this. Is there will be a club which is financed by... Um, cryptocurrency where people are buying a, a currency that pays for the player salaries etc and it, they'll be they'll be investors and they will invest in their team and they'll do this maybe put into a concept let's say you have 300,000 people that pay a pound a week that's 300,000 pounds a week that goes towards running a football club okay they will from there they will select the team so you won't have a manager you will have a coach the coach will prepare the team the fans or the voters or the shareholders, whatever you want to call them, will pick the team based on a voting system electronically. They will pick the substitutions. They will pick the shirt colour. They will pick everything. Uh, and this will come to football somewhere in the world. Uh, and I think England is the place where it will happen probably second and it will happen in, in Asia first. But it will happen. But, and it could be it could be the aforementioned Crawley Town? Could be. Could be. So, uh, and will the new owners be celebrating victory this weekend? I think they will be. Home to Barrow, Craig. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Listen, did, did you see Barrow last time out? Um, mate, they they they, they, they played Lost against Portville. Port yeah. yeah, but listen, they they they, they went one 0 up, Graham. And after I think they scored in like the, the first twenty minutes. Twenty fourth minute, yeah. Yeah, and then they started. Then they started time wasting. <laughs> so, right. I mean, it was unbelievable. So then, um, I, I know they got an equalising goal. Um, did the Port Vale and then the basically, yeah so then for 30 minutes Graham uh, Barrow just tied the manager was kicking the ball down the line the players were stopping throwing being taken goal kicks 
Uh, and and then, um, you know, justice was served and karma is is kind when Portville scored a 90th minute winner. So that was uh, that was great. Wow, to see. I, I like Barrow now. Team has my own heart. That's the sort of tactics I would I would employ. Three nil. Yeah, they are not going to win this. Talking of big wins coming up, Forest Green it's in, in Hyperbole United. Hyperbole, yep. not much play for in the middle. Forest Green, no. the champions of the division, they are starting to get themselves back on track. Three wins in a row. Here we go, Forest Green, 3 0. 3 0, Forest Green. And on to Northampton Town, Bradford City. Northampton Town, they have dropped out that top three. I did suggest yeah, that last week. Did. I'm not I'm not Nostradamus, but I do fear for them a little bit. It's in Bradford City, a team you've got big corps on next time. Next season, Craig, they only just lost to Bristol Rovers last week, as we'd said, but they did give them a good game. Um, I think Bradford will get a draw here, Craig. Uh, to all. 1-1. One, one. Uh, Portville Oldham huge game here Massive. Um, Portville they really are going for it now Oldham um, are giving it a really good fight two wins in a row for Oldham I don't think they'll have enough to um, beat Portville here but yeah um, I think they'll give them a good game 2-1 Portville 2-0 Portville on to Rochdale Walsall two teams who yeah you know neither going down not bad no. seasons Walsall who are Really starting to pick up, Craig. They lost narrowly at Salford and Orient last time, but they're ones to watch next season. Nil-nil. Yeah, I think, I think Rochdale wants to win this to, to, to go level on points with them in the league um, and to, to show um, some promise in the next season. I think they will. I think Rochdale will win this 2-1. Uh, Salford, Harrogate. Harrogate. <sighs> yeah, um, the only winners over Scumthorpe. Not surprising. Salford. They still haven't given up the ghost of playoffs no. with a real shout. As I saw, yeah. well, it's so close in this one, isn't it? it is, look from, yeah. from fourth down to eleventh now. Salford have joined the chase as well. Yeah. Salford will win this this one easy enough. Three um, 0 over Harrogate, who were really disappointed at the moment. Yeah, two one to Salford, and they keep their their march towards the playoffs with their multi billionaire owner going. And on to uh, much of it, we said, you see, they're losing, what was it, over the last 12 months, £92,000 a week they've been losing at Salford, Craig, which probably yeah. isn't a huge surprise. Nope. Uh, Scunthorpe versus Mansfield, Craig. Mansfield's still my tip to get into the top three. I think they'll raid the party. Uh, lost narrowly to Forest Green last time out, yep. but they'll bounce back here with a big win at Scunthorpe, 3-1. Yeah, Mansfield will win this 4-0. Sutton, um, licking their wounds after Papa John's Trophy yeah. defeat. Um, they did drop down because they didn't play last weekend. They've got a game in hand over most teams, but they're only five points off fourth. But they are hosting a late and orient team, Craig, who look late and orient are now in 14th, Craig. They had a form yeah. team in this division, yeah. beat Walsall, lost to Oldham. But Sutton need to win. If they want to go up, they need to win this game, Craig. And I think they will 2-0. 3-2, Sutton. And just a shout out to Raul Satiru, uh, the uh, striker for Late Night Creek. He's been nominated for mm-hmm. Play for the Month. Six or seven goals the last month. Cypriot Youth International. He's flying. Yeah, nine. flying. Have you, have you seen him, Craig? He's good. Yeah, I, have, I like him. I, I really do. Like, there's a couple of Cypriots down at, uh, or, I think, the London Cypriots yeah, rather. Uh, yeah, because they had uh, they, they are playing for Cyprus, but the Dimitri came through Late Night as well. They don't yep. obviously have a very strong uh, connection to the Cypriot community. Yeah, clearly, and, and and fair play to their recruitment team and, and their engagement team. So, uh, well done to the guys down at Orient for, for giving these guys the, the opportunity to play. Uh, Swindon, Newport. This is a good one, Craig. Probably not yes, better in this division than this one. Uh, Swindon find themselves in ninth. Eighth and ninth, aren't they? Eighth versus ninth. Eighth and ninth, but both... <laughs> 
Part of your point off of that, and it's win only two. Yeah. This is a huge game, this one, Craig. Um, but Swindon, I'll go for at home 2 1, but yeah, it'd be a tough one. 2 1 Swindon, just. I think it's going to be a two all draw, fantastic game, and everyone else around the playoffs will be delighted with that result. Yeah, another game of teams around the playoffs is uh, yeah. Tramia versus. Mr. Rovers, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. Mr. Rovers, fifth, they're a team in form. Tranmere, see, I think, as I said, Craig, I think Northampton and Tranmere are the two teams yeah. to drop out, and recent results don't tell me differently. Join at Carlisle for Tranmere, losing at Colchester. Tranmere are losing this game. Joey Batten's team are hitting the strides at the right time. You've always said they have got the best squad in this division. Uh-huh. Is it Evans and is it Anthony Evans? And what's the boy Collins? Is it? Anthony Oyed and Collins. Yeah, it's great. They're just, they're just, they're just full of, of quality. quality, quality, quality. All, all the way, all the way through their squad is quality. And look, it's quality that's cost a lot of money. Um, Anthony Evans came through at, uh, at Everton and played in the Premier League. You said him when they brought, they brought him from yeah. Germany. Was he the one who came from Germany? Graham? Yeah, he came from Germany, yeah. He's, he's, he's far too good for that level, Graham. He's far too good. And they've got, and he, and got Elliot Anderson, who's playing some... Elliot Anderson's some fantastic player. The way, well. the way he dribbles with the ball, he's, he's one to keep an eye on. And Newcastle fans should be very excited about him. Uh, he, he, at 19 years old, Elliot Anderson is, is the best young player at, uh, at Newcastle United. Yeah, it's about time I saw some of them coming through. Yep, it? Yes, but, uh, yep. On the back of that, Craig, we talked ourselves in This has to be Bristol Rovers 2 0. What did you say? I'm saying draw two all, another two all draw, Graham. Uh, be fantastic. In, in, listen, it's fantastic across the football league, isn't it? The, the Championship League, one league, two. It is at the business end of the season. It's fantastic. Yeah, and we're coming, and obviously we're going to have a, a blockbuster preview one next week, Ken Craig, because we'll have two lots of games to go through in the EFL. So it's going to be, going to be a packed show for the Easter weekend yeah, next week. Is. But that's us done for today. We hope you enjoyed it. It's been a cracking show, Craig. A bit long, but hey, it was worth it for United chat. Yeah, it was the United chat important, and uh, you know I think the, the more of them we do, we, we you know we do focus. We are going to do a Chelsea one, Graham, out when that takeover is complete. Definitely, we'll um, get a Chelsea and yeah. maybe maybe an American expert to explain. Um, but yeah, I say that American expert, if the, whoever takes over is going to manage another team, so maybe get um if it's um if the Boston Celtics guy, we'll get someone from America on. To yeah, be cool. Talk about who they are as people. Come on, have a great week weekend, Graham. Have a great weekend, guys. Cheers.